0: Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension, I am Tyler Smith I am David Bax And thank you for listening, David Yes How you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well um,
1: it's, uh, I love doing this episode that we're about to do every year because it means that my favorite time of the year is upon us mm-hmm. The autumn Sure Pumpkin spice season yeah. Hockey's back Yeah Football's back Okay College football's back Sure, College college yes mm-hmm. my, my, my Midwestern uh what else what else comes back in in the fall in, in, besides movie season I guess te- when I used to watch TV I would get uh oh, excited yes. about uh yeah. oh a new season of I don't know how to get away with murder um <laughs> was that something you watch regularly I watched the first season okay I would, the summer between the first and second season would have been about the time that I stopped watching television oh, okay. got it uh which is 2015 or 2016 I don't remember um and uh, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, super excited uh, about all of these things happening in, in the fall. Obviously, there's Thanksgiving, sure, you know, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, I'm I've never Which, been a big Halloween guy. You know
0: what? I like receiving trick or treaters, that's what I enjoy. Oh, yeah, I, I enjoy in that kind of neighborhood. Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> hanging out with Jen, watching honestly watching the american scream that's kind of our halloween tradition that's now fun and uh greeting trick-or-treaters and once once we moved to this neighborhood like that's there's great. a ton of them yeah not my neighborhood you know what we have a lot of in my neighborhood what's up scientologists oh well yeah <laughs> because i live near the yeah. church of scientology of the valley is that what it's called near the valley church of scientology i can't remember what the what it's officially called i visited that church when it was like a, i think it was a maybe a Baptist no it wasn't Baptist but it was a it was a Christian church and I visited and didn't care yeah, for it it was
1: like because I've lived in my place for almost a decade now um, uh, and when I first moved in it was already to, it was already in the Church of Scientology but they hadn't really done anything so yeah. like, to sign up over the past like three or four years, yeah. they've really put a lot of money into that place. There's a big, big events there all the time. There's people walking around my neighborhood. It feels like I can't escape it because I used to live on Fountain, just on this from the Scientology Center. You always, always see the people in like the the tacky blue uh, suits. You know, mm-hmm. the women women in like pantsuits that are uh, they look uncomfortable. Um, sure. And now I see them in my neighborhood again all the time.
0: Do you think um, maybe they feel like? If we if we get backs, we we've got the world. <laughs> Maybe, yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know this. I bet.
0: Do Scientologists celebrate Halloween? I feel like probably. I don't think they're. I don't. I think they celebrate every, anything. Okay. You know. It's
1: um, yeah. I know. There's always a big Christmas thing down on Hollywood uh, Boulevard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as movie watching holiday traditions, uh, my wife and I, and another couple, we watch. Die Hard every Christmas Eve. Okay, we're not trying
0: to be cute about it. If yeah. we just think it's just a Christmas movie, and that's oh, what we think. Oh, I've we're got not a, trying to be cute. I've got something about um, that in a minute from one of my students.
1: But the other one that I have developed just for myself in recent years is that every Saint Patrick's Day, I watch Calvary.
0: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that's a very and, Irish movie. And I think this past year, I think i had like a lot of like an episode of the podcast to edit or something so i watched calvary and then just sort of let it start i essentially watched it twice in a row on on saint patrick's day the second yeah. time while i was doing work on the uh, uh on the website so uh the, the, what do you have to say about Die Hard? so uh school started this week so
0: i've uh been uh-huh. teaching i've noticed that school started because my the traffic is suddenly gone. oh sure yes so bad um and so uh, this semester I'm teaching three sections of the same course, uh, but all of them are actually at different high schools. This is a situation where it's a college course and these are high schoolers getting college credit. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because I still get to teach the course that I want to teach, um, but it's a very, it's a notably different type of student. Um, frankly, a more respectful one um, because when you when you get to college, you realize, oh, I don't have to go to class. Uh, and high schoolers don't think that way, and so they always show up, and they're very respectful. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so as we were just talking about movies, um, uh, one of the one, so I I, I go through as for, like a, an icebreaker, like asking students, like, "What's your name?" The most recent film you saw, and uh, your favorite film. And so we go through and everyone kind of comments on the movies that they're talking about. And so, uh, so one guy raised his hand and asked like, Hey, what, uh, what's your favorite, what's the best Christmas movie? And immediately it's like, all right, he's headed towards diehard. We all know that. Obviously, <laughs> obviously that's where he's headed. Uh, and so I, but I was like, okay, well I'm not going to rain on his parade and just jump to that immediately. Not that I think it's the best, but saying like, uh, uh don't, manipulate me just say what you're saying um and so i uh, i took a moment and i said like um are we talking feature because if it's not feature i'd probably say charlie brown christmas uh if it is feature i feel like probably i really like a christmas story um or some version of a christmas carol i do love it's a wonderful life yeah but i i have a hard time viewing it as a pure Christmas movie, right? The ref um, is a pretty good one. The ref is a good one, sure. Um, and so, uh, so then, so then the guy said, "He goes, I think it's, I, I think it's di- diehard." The whole time you're talking, he's just like, mm-hmm, "Here we go, mm-hmm, waiting to drop the bomb yeah. on you." And I said, "No," nah, I tried to say it in a playful way. I can't guarantee it came out this way, uh, but I said, "I said, ah, yes." I said, "Let let me, if you'll pardon me, let me address." That uh, that is no longer a hot take. Uh, <laughs> this this diehard thing has been going on for a very long time, and we all agree it's a Christmas movie. That said, it is not the best Christmas movie. And he, go, he goes, hey, you know, and he makes the argument. He's like, guy, you know, uh, yeah. keeping his family together. It's like that's right, absolutely. Also, a lot more gunshots to the to the face, <laughs> uh, which is you know not necessarily the most uh, cheerful, cheerful, and sure. doesn't really inspire togetherness of the family and all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, you will tie (laughs) you will say so yeah it was just one of those things that like he didn't look disappointed when I said my response but but you were right you did it right right. oh I know
1: yeah not saying that you obviously you were right right also you did it correct yeah
0: it's because when it comes right down
1: to it I mean if your version of events can be believed
0: There were a lot more (laughs) racial epithets, of course, um, but all 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 Italian based. Um, But no, it was uh, it's one of those things. Again, as a teacher, I have to remember that not every that these students, even the ones that really love film, have they're not as old as we are and they're not they haven't been having the conversations we've been having for right. decades at this point and so for him I'm sure this is still no, the not die hard as Christmas it's still a uh, is still novel yeah. and exciting and fun and so to undercut that would be a bad thing and it might lead to like not damage or anything like that but You know, if someone's excited about movies, I need to put myself aside Uh and try to play into that as much as I can. It's a good idea. So it's uh, something to keep in mind as a teacher.
1: All right. Well, I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. I'll tell you what I was listening to today. Okay. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story that happened over the weekend. Uh, I was at uh, a bar with a, a bunch of people and, um, my wife and her friend are kind of, they know the bartender here. And so the bartender started her shift and they were like, Hey, you know, and she was like, I just got back from Vegas. I saw Janet Jackson and they're like, Oh my God, you saw Janet Jackson. And this other, part, this other woman who was part of the group, I just met her for the first time that day. I hear her say kind of under her breath, who the fuck still listens to Janet Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and so I ended up talking to her. I was like, you don't listen to anything from the nineties anymore. And she was like, eh, I like the cranberries. <laughs> and so I've been listening to the cranberries. Sure. Specifically dreams. Cause it's, uh, uh, you know, you you recently convinced me to make a top 100 movies of all time list. Damn right! I should make a top 100 songs of all time list.
0: That's hard. I'm That's pretty hard sure to do. dreams by the Cranberries would would make the cut. Um, Here's uh, a situation: I was driving the other day, and I have been using Pandora more uh and so I was in the mood for the 90s and so I just typed in Weezer so I've got my Weezer channel um and uh so of course they don't just play Weezer they play other things from that era and in that genre um I didn't say I was in the mood for anything challenging. I was feeling nostalgic. I know. I'm just
1: between talking about Christmas and talking about Weezer, I'm reminded of the SNL sketch from this past oh, that's Christmas. Right, that's right. And I was going to do the, what's her name? Cecily. I never remember her last name. I don't remember. Strong? Cecily Strong. Yeah. The line, uh, you know, I always liked yellow cards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny line from that. Uh, and so, you know, the songs would come up and they'd be and i would be familiar with most of them uh but then every once in a while something would come up from a band that i was not into in the 90s and then i realized oh i really like this song and uh they come to find out it's like it was like a number one hit at the time and i'm 20 something years too late Yeah, yeah but uh i was only vaguely aware of Oasis at the time. Um, Obviously, like, their bigger hits. Except this one, which was maybe one of their, like, three biggest hits, which was uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, yeah. uh, Which I don't think I had heard. I think it sounded a little bit familiar, and not just because the beginning sounds a lot like Imagine uh, by uh, John Lennon, but uh, it's, so as I was listening to it, I was like... I love this. This is great. Yeah, it's a great song. I'm, and I'm then I looked it of, up and yeah, everyone loved it. I'm, I'm very kind of late surprised to the party.
1: You it, Cause you remember a few years ago. There was that, uh, terrorist attack at an Ariana Grande concert in yes. Manchester and every band, that would tool, would play through Manchester would cover that song as a sort of like yeah. unity with Manchester because that's where the Gallagher brothers are from and so you yeah. can see like like
0: Metallica playing no. Don't Look Back in Anger it was very very sweet yeah I when I looked up the song like on Wikipedia I saw all this stuff mm-hmm. connected with it um, including accusations like I just said of like ripping off chords from uh, Imagine and such uh, and so as I was listening I, I'm trying to remember what album Don't Look Back in Anger was on because the
1: uh, I feel like Oasis and Oasis being accused of ripping off the
0: Beatles are exactly sure. the same amount of years old, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it was like, I, it's like I—it's like this song is great, and so, uh, but that I—it's—it was one of those things. Like, all right, uh, I think I'm, for for no reason that I can think of, uh-huh. at the time, Oasis was not cool to listen to amongst my group of friends. Okay. And so I just didn't listen to them. And in doing so, I cut out music that I might have liked at the time. And certainly I do like now.
1: You know, I think we'll get back to the ad in a second. Um, I think you're right about, because I had kind of the same experience with Oasis. I never owned an Oasis CD. My younger sister uh, Hmm. did. And so I liked some be stuff, but I I was never in into them like yeah. they were i don't know it's because she probably thought that nolan liam were cute for sure some. uh anyway so i'm sure all that oasis music sounded great in your tweaked audio.com Sure did. um they're available at a low low price at tweaked uh but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweaked use the offer code pretension
2: getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home at com. that's b-y-t-e.com start your confidence journey today with byte uh
1: do we want to talk about the patreon what was on the patreon this week i've already forgotten
2: uh what, it, what it is
0: was. it is a it took a while to put <laughs> oh, together wait, but that's it is because we're
1: in the future aren't we um, we are in the future, yes Like We're recording this episode early So yeah. There might have been a couple of patrons Just sign up for the Patreon We've got three yeah. levels $2, $5, $10 it Gets you extra content And helps you support the show Yeah uh, We need a new soundboard
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Which the listener might already Have figured out Yes,
1: it is possible But we definitely do need a new soundboard So let's Okay, Patreon is great but Patreon.com slash Battleship Retention That's how you support the show Let's get into it, shall we? Okay I mentioned that it's fall It's the most wonderful time of the year uh, and that means part of what I
0: love so much about the fall season. You know what else is the fall season? What? Our awards draft. That's oh, a huge yeah. part of it. We'll talk. And let's, we're going to get into in. that. Let's yeah. put a pin in that.
1: No, because one of my favorite things about I was about to say something sweet about our guests. Oh, OK, yeah. One of my favorite things about this time of year is having these two on the show together. Uh, something we get to do a couple of times a year mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of different episodes. So joining us now, I don't have a. Uh, cue card here, like I normally get, but uh, <laughs> joining us, Battle for Pretension editor at large, Scott and I. You don't have to just toss that one off, you like really built up her, and then you're just kind of like, yeah. Oh, and by the way, because you've been on the show, yeah, it's like true. every other week. In fact, yeah. I'm actually going to be asking you, uh, when we stop recording, uh, <laughs> if you're free coming up, let's camp out <laughs> in the corner here. <laughs> um, and then I don't know, I, I, I've forgotten everything about the name of your job, it has to do with variety.
3: It doesn't matter. I'm not defined by my job.
1: Uh, you're also not defined by your relationship or lack thereof of our, to, to our other guest here.
0: Your title, but complete lack of meaningful relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's Julie Cesnovich. Hello, <laughs> welcome back, both of you. Thank you. Hello. Particularly Julie. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's been longer. Yeah. I think. Uh, Probably. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Because uh, you haven't been on since TCM. Yeah. And you were on for something. Uh, Some bullshit yeah. Oh yeah we talked about Movies don't matter uh, Yeah no, and fair. you were on With the, the When we did the Desencanto, uh episode yeah. That uh, Tyler wasn't on I was almost gonna say Weren't you I always did that thing Of like a thing We've talked about I assumed already happened And I was like Weren't you on that episode We did about movies That take place in hotels And I realized We still didn't do that, that one yeah. We yeah. did the cruise ship one With Matt Patterson <laughs> right. We still got to do the hotel one Weren't you
3: one. on like A best of the year so far too? Yeah did
1: that Oh yeah yeah So yeah the listener Is sick of you Yeah. Again I'm gonna have to If you're free coming up Mm. All right. um, So we're going to do the Fall Movie Preview. Now, normally, I um, use the Entertainment Weekly Fall Movie Preview as a a guide. The Entertainment Weekly is now Entertainment Monthly, although it's still called Entertainment Weekly. And they seem to have just skipped the Fall Movie Preview.
2: Uh, I could see them, because I think they're putting issues out in the middle of the month. So I could see them doing it in a mid-September. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. Scenario.
1: But I would think they would at least have a fall movie preview up on their website that's true which they don't they do not um mm. so uh yeah who knows wh- wh- how that's going uh, I will say check a, a status update two months into entertainment monthly because I was really bemoaning it at the time and I still do feel like I'm lost something mm-hmm. there I will say I'm getting a lot more comic books read on the bus <laughs> now that I don't have a full issue of energy weekly to get through uh you know I don't uh, now that I'm not reading you know three rounds with Maren Morris or whatever things that I don't care about but would have absolutely read if they were there mm-hmm. now I'm reading uh more comic books I just uh, uh read this uh the first all the issues that exist so far of this IDW series called The Highest House uh, written by Mike Carey. Um, How high is this house? Uh, it's the highest in the land. Oh. Uh, anyway, it's it's uh, it, it has. It, it reminds me of Game of Thrones, the books, uh, in that it's like takes place in kind of a fantasy world, but is and there is magic, but it's also it's way more interested in like medieval politics in the medieval economy and stuff like that. The stuff that I, uh, really love about the game of Thrones books. Anyway. So that's just, uh, what I've been reading. The right. highest house anyway. Oh wait, speaking of comics, Tyler, cause you, I know you don't read comics anymore, no. but you were an X-Men guy at one point. I was. Have you heard about this house of X powers of X double mini series? No, it's one writer 2 six issue series that they're releasing in the recommended reading order so you're supposed to read it's, one's called Powers of X one's called House of, House oh, of okay. X you're supposed to read like Powers of X 1 House of X 1 then House of X 2 then Powers of oh, X like, this is exhausting but it gives you a guide to how, what, and they come out in that order so it doesn't really uh, anyway it's so great it's after years what's of, so great about it I was about to t- <laughs> if you'd let me finish <laughs> after so many years I think of and I still read X-Men somewhat regularly but of kind of treading water and recycling sure. similar X-Men plots that actually figured out something new to do, I think. Um, and I, yeah, I bet uh, I bet you wouldn't have been able to predict a 12-issue mega arc X-Men story in which front and center is <laughs> third-liner X-Men character Moira McTaggart. Moira <laughs> oh, <laughs> McTaggart boy. is like
0: the whole <laughs> crux of this thing. Uh, building something around her is both surprising and not um, she has been a very interesting peripheral character in the world of X-Men yeah. and I would say given how long X-Men has been running I'm not surprised because it's kind of her turn uh, and she is <laughs> yeah. herself not a mutant right ah ah she is
2: uh-huh. it, it, it turns out it turns out this whole time wow someone told me that either the house or the power one one of them supposed to be of ten not of X be right you <laughs> wouldn't know
0: it, it absolutely could be this is why I got out of comics because this is exhausting it's like I is. said
1: oh actually that makes sense right the powers one would be powers of ten because it takes place in uh, like four time periods like year zero one ten mm. or is it one ten one hundred and one thousand whatever <laughs> uh, in the future um, yeah it's really great anyway we are so far off track the point is, movies. I don't. I don't mind the entertainment monthly thing, and let's talk about some movies. So let's start with it's. Uh, this episode is okay. Well, I, I'm not sure what date you're starting at. I've got. I, I thought I'd mention September 6th, even though that's already yeah. happened by the time this came out. Yeah. Uh, which the only thing I wrote down is it chapter two. Yeah. I don't care very much about it chapter two because I thought it chapter one was real streaky.
2: It had some good parts, and then it had a lot of dead... dead I didn't see It there, Chapter 1, but I'm interested in It Chapter 2 because, as we discussed off-bike recently, I don't care about movies about kids, and so as soon it's as just, they announced this, I was like, I, all right, they got adults in this. I'm going I'm <laughs> to call you on the cover to defend yourself
0: here. There's nothing really to defend. What if the kids, no, if the kids are coming of age? I, I oh, God, like, no. I just feel like... What if like, they're
3: being chased by a murderous clown?
0: No, no. Okay. There's, so learn there's some
1: been lessons. a couple of things off mic that have come up with you, Scott, recently, <laughs> which is like, I don't like movies about <laughs> X or 10. Um, right. Nice. <laughs> uh, or, or I think there was a thing, you don't know, like plays about families that have secrets.
3: <laughs> no, I told Whatever. you we broke that curse.
1: We have right. broken that
2: through that a little bit. Yeah. And I don't, I think,
1: and I guess what I'm trying, my argument here is yeah. that I'm more pure a cinephile than you are. Okay. <laughs> because I don't think there's any type of movie I could say that about. Like Isn't I, I I'm, there is no type of movie
2: or well, or, or even genre celebrity or celebrity documentaries. Feel, uh, I still see them. That's right. the thing. I still see movies about kids. I just don't like. <laughs> well, is, prioritize it, is them. it
3: more that it takes takes more to get you there? It takes more to get me like there. Like if it's a, an actor you like or a director you
2: like. Like I'm in a real French new wave kick, and even then they make a lot of movies about kids. I'm just like, I'll get to those later,
1: and I'll get yeah. to them, but they're just not. As I mean, you're never going to see half of the. Iranian new wave movies. Uh, if you're avoiding movies about kids, because that was how they got away with everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know uh, they got away with censorship by being like, "This is about kids. It's not about the <laughs> government or society or whatever. It's about a little girl in a white balloon." I'm not um, going to
0: say that white I, I think made my top 100. Anyway, well, I guess we'll find out soon. <laughs> yeah, or not, or years uh, from now. Um, I'm reluctant to say that I agree with Scott. Hmm. I don't think I do, but I kind of, sort of, see where you're coming from.
1: Specifically about the kids thing, or just being able to say, like, you know what, movies about blank aren't for me.
0: Oh, well, uh, not necessarily that, but, like, kids, like, I definitely know that, for me, if the kid, if a kid of a certain age, and putting aside, like, the coming of age, that's a story, that's a story thing, but if the main character is a kid younger than a certain age, my natural instinct is like, okay, we're only going to get so much from that character. Um, yeah. and even if the character learns and grows, it's still a kid. And from a relatability standpoint, though I was a kid, uh, I am no longer a kid. And so, uh, I'm not you necessarily going to, things. huh? Yeah. Well, clearly not. <laughs> I'm staring at a, at a wall of Riddlers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely, and, and that's, been the case for me for a long time, and I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever actually verbalized it, and it hasn't kept me from loving some movies about kids. Oh, sure. Um, but I, I feel like okay, this is. I'm only going to be re- able to relate to this so much emotionally.
2: Yeah, it's like we all grew up, we all figured it out. It's basically the same movie. <laughs> okay, well, I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> no, but don't all murderous all, clowns? Yeah, I would say the fact that we all grew
1: up means that we have something to relate to in these movies. Yeah, but we got past that. Yeah. Have you seen the Tin Drum? No. Okay. Mm. I don't know if That's like a three-hour kid movie. But it's a kid because the magical realism of it is that he gets hit on the head and never... Oh, I like this so far. ...and never ages. So he he lives for decades and decades, but he's a kid the whole time. That's intriguing. It is a really good movie. I'm sure it is. It's also very upsetting at times. Yes. uh, For a movie about a kid, it's uh, um, sometimes uh, real... Uh, What's the one I'm looking for? It's very, um, I don't know, somatic in a sometimes gross, uncomfortable,
0: fleshy way. <laughs> I saw the that film in vivid. high school. I probably would not have used the term somatic. but uh, So Little Fugitive, though, that's that's one that I adore. All right. I'll get to Anyway, okay, Something that's
3: on. Well, something that's weird about It Chapter 2 that I read is that, so it's been two years since the first one came out, and the kids, because they're in this one yeah because they're in this one too um Puberty has them now, so they're, they are <laughs> they to had to digitally de-age them. They are digitally de-aging the kids to undo two years of puberty, and I'm just like, I don't know that it works like that.
0: I think uh, it does.
3: See, like, but that's designed for like getting rid of wrinkles, not like puberty. I don't know. they shrunk. The
0: sevens. They they shrunk do it,
3: I don't know. What I don't like we it. Do
0: nowadays? I my, don't like uh, it. My really. question is the voices. Like, that's going to be a huge change. Are they changing. changing the? I'm sure they can do. Okay, it. I'm sure. They <laughs> can, when yeah. you
1: when you. Make the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, or whatever yeah, it was, true. and you get the you get the big bug. You get to play in the big sandbox. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> all right. So i chapter two. Th- everyone I know who has seen it hasn't liked it so far.
0: Cool. I say <laughs> Bill
3: Hader's really good in it.
0: That's I'm actually point. excited. Not excited. I'm because I didn't love the first film. Um, and I also really didn't like Mama, which was Andy Muschietti's movie before it, oh, which right. also starred Jessica Chastain. Um, I think what excites me is that. And, again, excite isn't even really the right word. The thing that intrigues me is that I feel like it's been... uh, When we see uh, scary movies involving kids and teenagers, I feel like there's inherent fear there um, because everything is so new and kids and teenagers don't yet know how to manage things. And so now they're so out of their depth. But the idea of a group of grown-ups... Right. into their 30s if not 40s at this point and to w- watch them be afraid um, because there's to me there's that instinct of like a clown uh, jumping you know Pennywise jumping out and then hearing someone go ah you know like <laughs> it's just such a and then like instinctively wanting to just like punch him or like i'm gonna go get in my car and drive away like again like i feel like as adults we're much more equipped to deal with (laughs) uh, just bad situations Uh, and so i i feel like they would have to amp up the terror for it to really feel as scary as it could be well, I think this is a good workout. We can't spend right. this
1: long <laughs> on every movie, especially not a movie known at this table plans. No, gonna,
0: gonna see I, it. I want to see it.
1: Yeah, you'll see it. Sure. Uh, anything else? What, what else do you have on September 6th? Yes. Um,
3: also, just a quick disclaimer is that, believe it or not, Everyone's staring at this massive sheet, like snack of paper. I have. There was curation involved. I did not write down every single movie that comes out. And then, you know, Toronto and Venice are starting, so more are going to get sold. So, if we missed your favorite movie, sorry in advance. Okay. Um, so, also on September sixth, we have a movie called Strange but True with Margaret Qualley. Qua- Qualley? Oh, I've never had to say it's that out Qualley. loud. Qualley? Yeah. Okay. Two L's. Um, Recently,
1: of. She- uh, she played Pussycat in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's great. Where She's in where Fosse she get, yeah, Where uh, Brad Pitt picked her up just a few blocks from my apartment. I drove yes. past it this morning. Uh,
3: um, um, it, yeah, but she plays uh, a girl who gets pregnant and says the father is her boyfriend who died five years ago. Who knows? Oh. Classic um, excuse. Classic excuse. Um, uh, she
1: was also uh, the best part of the uh, of Native Son, the recent okay. HBO oh, uh, modern day retelling of The Native Son wasn't I didn't think it was a very good movie she's fantastic
3: um, there's also Ms. Purple which is a new Justin Sean movie set in LA's oh. own Koreatown um,
0: I enjoyed his last film.
3: There you go. Uh, Zeroville's finally coming out. I don't know Which if anybody's been tracking this. So it's a James Franco-directed movie with an oh, amazing okay. cast that was shot five years ago based on a very acclaimed book, and then the previous distributor shut down, and then James Franco got Me Too'd. So there's mm-hmm. been some obstacles. It's just kind of I, creeping into theaters with not much fanfare for I obvious if reasons. I think they were just
1: waiting for that Jacob's Ladder remake to finally come out, because that finally came out <laughs> after yeah. three years or whatever and everyone hates it. Sure.
4: Uh,
3: um, there's also one of David's favorite celebrity documentaries um, called Linda Ronstadt Sound of My Voice for the Linda Ronstadt fans in the house.
1: Hey, I've seen the first 13 minutes of this movie twice. Oh, that's the one that broke down. Yeah, there was a DCP error at my oh, screen. No. So I, I've seen the first 13 minutes twice. How are they? Not great, but I'm <laughs> okay. not going to judge a movie on its first 13 minutes. It
3: is directed by those two guys mm-hmm. who's... Names I can't remember right now. Rob Epstein, Jeffrey Friedman.
1: Yeah, it, there's a Jeffrey Epstein in there somewhere. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. Jeffrey yeah. yeah. So
3: anyway, but yeah, that's what I have for number six.
1: September thirteenth, uh, we've got. Well, uh, on the list of movies that I've seen, uh, there's one, uh, Monos, um, which I've the already hands forgot. of fate. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm specifically not saying it that way. Uh, oh, bad. the Hones of fate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, Monos, I guess, means like monkeys, but it's also a slang for like bratty kids, I guess. Mm. And Monos is a movie that in which uh, it's about child soldiers in some sort of alternate reality or maybe near future, uh, unexplained uh, war where they've kidnapped an American doctor played by Julianne Nicholson, mm. um, and uh, it's pretty interesting. It's it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, experiment, and that it never explains anything about what the war is or where these kids came from, even what country they 're in it doesn 't as I described it on the movie journal it 's basically the whole movie is basically just a long second act there 's no build up there 's no ending to it It just sort of is about uh, them traveling across uh, the countryside in the midst of a war where all the soldiers are children except for a few sergeants who show up every once in a while to boss them around and yell at them. Um, and then this doctor that they're transporting across the countryside. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of beautiful cinematography. so that's Monos and then we've got The Goldfinch which is one of the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, future This Had Oscar Buzz uh, podcast material we were
3: were talking about this the other day we were wondering has any movie that like became a thing became an Oscar thing come out in September I know right because I think September is where they put the things that they had high hopes for that just didn't quite shake
1: out but now they're priming the pump they're getting the audiences ready for hey it's the time of year
2: it's like by showing them a trailer that makes no sense I've seen this thing like three times. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the one thing
0: that's conveyed is like, there is something going on here. (laughs) Well, I, somebody sure wrote a book about this.
3: I did read the book. So I, I didn't love the book. Here's my spicy literature take. Um, It's really long, as I'm sure you know, it's over 700 pages. And I think somewhere in there is a good 300 page book.
2: How about a two hour movie?
3: Yeah, but this is what I'm saying is that so much of it is like, it doesn't advance the plot, which is fine, but it also doesn't add character. It doesn't add ambiance. There's so much that, like, when I finished the book, I was like, I don't understand why this book is as long as it is. So I think it could actually be easily condensed. Like that's not mm, okay. the concern I have at all. Because I was um, going to say,
1: why are they not making a miniseries?
2: What is this, the nineties?
3: Yeah, I just
2: <laughs> they made a two and a half hour movie instead, shot by Roger Deakins. So that's and it's that's
3: something. it's uh, directed by John Crowley, who directed Brooklyn. Yeah, and yeah. it's um, Luke
2: Wilson's return to respectability. Yeah, it's I. what was he? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
3: The cast is really great, not only in that it's actors that I like, but also, having read the book, I feel like everyone is very well cast. Um, I know they had, like, a lot of money on this one, so they could kind of do whatever they wanted. So, who knows? I think it could be good.
0: To speak to the Oscar thing, so... um, one of my lectures uh, for the class that I was teaching in July had to do with uh, publicity and release dates Um, and then like if you wanted to go the prestige route versus like the mainstream uh, thing Uh, so I looked up the best pictures from 2008 to 2017, and like when they were released. So like, Shape of Water is December. Moonlight, Moonlight is October. Spotlight is November. Birdman is October. Twelve Years of Slave is November. Argo is October. The Artist is October. The King's Speech is September. Bert uh-huh. Locker uh-huh. is June. And Slumdog Millionaire is August thirtieth.
2: I think um, you're wrong about The King's Speech. I think it might be. Uh, that's, the,
0: that's a, a, a specific
2: uh, release date. I think it was like the U.S. release date or something like that. That's probably even the TIFF date, because I remember seeing that on Christmas yeah. Day. There's no way it would have been in theaters yeah. if it came out in September. I don't know. Unless it was re-released in theaters thing. for Oscar purposes. I'm um, finding out how
1: wrong you are. Right. Well, I will point out that, uh, Scott, your Luke Wilson uh, uh, dig there, Reminds it wasn't a me, dig I'm excited you, to see him back Yeah I like but it reminds movies. me That
2: you were not a fan Of Brad's status which uh, I liked. Yeah, but even that was three years ago. And if Brad's status is like his respectable <laughs> turn. Oh low yes,
0: profile. Uh, Telluride, Telluride Film Festival. There, is, yeah. Was that? So yeah. So even that, yeah, September is pretty rare. Like I said, Slumdog is the end of August. Uh, but you have to go back 10 years for like, and these are just winners, but still. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. This is the like expendable frontline yeah. stalking horse or whatever. This <laughs> is like, I know you're not going to see the light between oceans, but you're aware that right. this is what's coming. That was a good right. movie. Well, oh yeah, what? I love the light between oceans. Great, great score by Alexander Desplat. Uh, Desplat, probably. I've listened to it on Spotify many times while writing movie reviews. (laughs) Tight. Uh, Speaking of a cast that I like, which someone said about the Goldfinch, uh, Hustlers comes out. So November excited 13. for Hustlers. Very excited <laughs> for Hustlers. It is the this
3: live is action feature debut of Lizzo.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: Cardi B is in it. And Also, Kirby. uh, J-Lo. In Julia's notes, uh, she just wrote Wood. down Lizzo in all capital yeah, letters Yeah, Hustlers.
3: Yeah. Because it's, it's, we should all be excited. The return
2: to
1: respectability of Julia Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Also <laughs> one I'm excited about. Uh, yeah. And, um, Oh, Madeline Brewer, who has been yeah. uh, fantastic in recent things. I didn't watch The Handmaid's Tale, but people liked her on that. But she just last year um, got a lot of acclaim from the people who saw Cam. I saw Cam. I saw Cam. Who was she in Cam? She's the, the main uh, character. Yeah, she Cam. was good in Cam. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, Cam was, talk about a movie that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just not good. Uh, Did it no, make you th- uncomfortable because of that? No, I, th- I thought it was... I thought it was pretty good I, I liked it better <laughs> than you did I think um, but Hustlers but yeah.
3: is based on a true story about strippers who scam Wall Street people out of money how can that not be delightful
1: and it's directed by Lorreen Scafaria who yeah. recently made The Meddler which Tyler loved written and directed yeah. by her and I loved that movie yeah so anything else for the 13th of September?
3: Yes. There is another movie that you and I saw together, which is The Weeknd. Oh, Which that's we right. saw at AFI Fest. Stella Meggi. Um, Stella Meggi. Um, Sashir Zameda is the star of it. And I feel like she got a raw deal on, S- raw deal on SNL because she's great. She's great in the movie. I've seen her do stand-up now, and she's really funny. And I think SNL just didn't know what to do with her. Um, I just saw a trailer for it, and the trailer is very bad. So ignore the trailer. Okay. But... It's basically just like a chamber comedy about people at an, an, a B&B for the weekend, and it's just funny, and she's very charming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. Better than Stella McGee's last movie, which was Everything Everything, which yeah. I thought was
3: didn't hear <laughs> Didn't hear great things about that. Um, we're also getting a sequel to Super Size Me, if that's, oh, that's something frank. you wanted. Um, another uh, Me Too situation. Uh, it yeah. was originally going to be released through YouTube Red, and then... He got me would and then it wasn't. Um,
1: he, not that this makes any difference, but f- just footnote, he self me would Yeah. He got out in front of
2: it. <laughs> he did. That makes I, it sound like he like <laughs> <sounds> <laughs> <really> <laughs> with himself. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, guys, it's I like, have to come
1: out. So like a Louis C.K. situation. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like,
1: uh, uh, um, no, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to have really, I don't know, it doesn't seem to have done anything either way. I mean, I mean nobody cared about him already. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. yeah. Kept on not
1: I remember one of the earliest press screenings I ever went to was for Morgan Spurlock's The Greatest Movie Ever Sold. Oh, that's right. A documentary about product placement funded entirely by product right that's because everything has to have a little gimmick with him and so it was at the <laughs> on the Sony lot and we came out of the screening they handed us like all the critics got uh, what like a bottle of like Palm Wonderful and like all these like right. all this swag and I was like oh, this being a critic
2: thing is fucking great <laughs> uh, I, that was the Ruined first and last bottle of Palm Wonderful that I got and now you think it's screen. a perk when they have candy at the theaters
4: <laughs> I know because they're coming back They're cutting back all over town. The
2: measures all over town. Used to be lousy with candy at the screenings. (laughs) Now, nothing. Now I guess you can still get a scoop of goldfish
1: (laughs) at the sunset screening (laughs) if you want. But Sir, I never do because stupid, I put the stalest, dirtiest goldfish. That's ever seen. also because they have a little spoon there, but I'm convinced someone has just walked by
0: and grabbed a handful. Uh, of so well course they have. I, let me I, suggest I this because <laughs> I've been to that theater, uh, that screening room, pardon me, and so I just take the spoon and then I just put it in right now.
4: <laughs> <my mouth. laughs> that
0: reminds me of the. Um, uh, I love getting super specific about
1: screening rooms, especially <laughs> because it's, it's coming up on award screening right. season, so there's certain screening rooms that don't really get a lot of play the rest of the year. The. Uh, Arenas screening room Which I generally try to avoid
2: Because it has like Three parking spots That's the one on Barham Yeah I've never been Because you told me There's no parking
1: Yeah you have to get there early Or else you just Yeah Um, But I remember August Osage County They had uh, Like a A bowl of uh, Of M&M's And they had little bowls For you to like Scoop it into And so I get there My wife and I are there I'm like I've the movie hasn't even started yet, and I've finished my whole bowl of M&M's. And so I go, I'm going to get some more M&M's. And I realize, like, the movie's about to start, and I like start pouring, and I realize how loud the, like
4: <laughs>
1: all these M&M's being poured into this bowl is. And then I walk in, just as the movie's starting, like, everyone is like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then we watched August of Osage County. So the M&M's were good. Okay. Uh, what else happened on the 13th? Um,
3: we had something called The Sound of Silence, where Peter Sarsgaard, like, tests the sound in houses. Cool. I don't really get it. Anyway, um, Cracked Up is a documentary about Daryl Hammond's mental health issues, if oh, that was something you wondered about. I not know about that. Um, also, since we mentioned Oasis earlier, there's a documentary coming, about, coming out about Liam Gallagher called As It Was, which mm. is a very music documentary title. Um, Larry Fessenden is a mm-hmm. horror director that's oh, coming out no. with a movie called Depraved, which is Frankensteiny in nature.
1: Yeah, I was. If I didn't have TIFF coming up, I was going to ask for a screener for that because it sounds really interesting. But uh, hey, if either you guys want us to review it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it um,
3: it's also a movie called Freaks, which is an apocalyptic thriller with Emil Hirsch and Bruce Dern.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, and, uh,
1: the few people I've known who have seen it have liked it. Yeah, uh, they, there was they screened it at Comic Con this year. I didn't go. There was it used to be. All kinds of movies would have screenings at Comic-Con. I saw Snowden at Comic-Con, if you can believe it. Wild. Um, but uh, this was like the only one this year, and I didn't uh, didn't make it there. But uh, it's supposed to be all right.
3: Yeah. Um, there's also one called Can You Keep a Secret, where a woman is on a plane that she thinks is about to crash. Shows She spills all her life secrets to a guy sitting next to her. And wouldn't you believe it? He works at her company and they don't crash so it gets awkward I don't know. Um and uh I think that's it. Al- although I okay. do have a midweek release for some reason September 16th is 3 from hell which is a oh. sequel to the Devil's rejects.
1: New rob zombie. Yeah. Um Rob Zombie, I, I know uh, three of the four people at this table know this. Rob Zombie has directed more movies than you think he has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, but it we was nailed a, that
2: round of trivia. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was a trivia, a bar trivia question where the final round was name like 10
0: movies that Rob Zombie has directed. And it's like, but we did it. Yeah. But yeah, he's made a bunch. I don't think uh, I, I didn't. Okay, so he made two Halloweens, mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. Lords, of, Lords of Salem. Lords is that Salem. what it is? Yeah. Um, I think that's it for me um, the one, um, not more if what it was called.
2: Yeah. but no. We got it at the time. You yeah. had this cornered. Is it called like 30? Oh yes. There's, yeah. yeah. There's one that's a number. Yeah. yeah. There's 30, pro- uh, co-produced by Eric 13. Oh yeah. Yeah. A oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. friend
1: of, friend of the show. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we, we, we got a bunch of them. I can't remember what they all were now, but, uh, we, we did it. All right, so on to the 20th. Um, include. I'll start with the one I've seen. Where's my Roy Cohn? I hated it. You can hear me talk about it in the movie journal. Also coming out that day, uh, apparently in theaters, I still can't wrap my head around it, but the Downton Abbey movie? Sure. Okay, the
3: thing that you have to understand about the Downton Abbey movie, I was surprised to read about this. It's Fandango pre-sales are higher than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This movie is going to make bank. Wow. Yeah, people are going to come out for it. I don't Yeah, know what to I tell guess you. so.
1: I'm. Uh, I'll find something else to do that weekend. Like maybe go see Ad Astra, <laughs> yeah. which is something yeah. that weekend that
2: I'm really excited for. Aren't we all? Yeah. You, James Gray in space. James Gray in space. <laughs> James
3: Gray in space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read a quote from him that it's short, but I have to read it verbatim because it sure. made me laugh very hard. So he was doing an interview about it, and he said, "quote." Because, he, because of the, the Fox-Disney merger. So, like, it was supposed to come out a long time ago, then the merger happened, and it kept getting shifted around. So he said, my movie is a tiny pimple on the rear end of a $71 billion elephant. Having said that, Disney loves the movie, and they've been really cool about it. <laughs> so <laughs> and I was like, those two things are opposites, but okay.
0: Okay. Is the film simply meant to evoke... Schlocky space movies of the 90s and 2000s because Liv Tyler's in it. She was in Armageddon. Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, and Lauren Dean are also in it, and they were all in Space Cowboys. Weird. And it's just a little bit like the. Uh, I was like, like would, okay, but Donald but Sutherland. Your,
2: your theory yeah. would require people remembering that Space Cowboys existed. <laughs> 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 That's true, but. And it's God. not like Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland aren't great actors. Yeah. Uh, true, but then Lauren Dean shows up, and he's not <laughs> a bad actor either,
0: but like he's not. I don't know it's it's an odd I'm sure he was the best person for the role but the fact that he played a significant role in Space Cowboys
2: is uh, I don't know it's it's odd to me did everyone here see Space Cowboys? I did no. see it yeah. theatrically so I, mean, did I, I was like all of 14 when it came out or something
1: but do you yeah. remember Tommy Lee Jones' death in that movie? No okay
2: Wait, I mean so I remember his
1: he, Corpse his, is just Hanging out on the moon But this is the thing <laughs> They weren't on the moon the, the whole thing was His whole thing He wanted to be an astronaut He wanted to go to the moon mm-hmm. Their mission isn't to the moon But they need to like Jettison dead I don't know He need Someone needs to s- Sacrifice themselves right, right. And so he like Takes a pack And points himself In the direction of the moon In space Right And just like Goes and dies And then like you see his corpse. It's like, oh, he made it to the moon and the song on the soundtrack is Frank Sinatra singing Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah. Excellent.
0: It's <laughs> a strange, wow. strange film.
1: Yeah, the other thing that's really strange about that film is the the um the prologue, the black and white prologue has mm-hmm. all younger actors playing the main characters, yeah. but voiced by the lip syncing <laughs> yeah. too. So oh, it's no. like it's like <laughs> Donald Sutherland's husky voice oh, coming no. out of this like
0: twenty three year old And act. then like there's like <laughs> Yeah, James Garner, just this <laughs> yeah. very old uh, old voice coming out of, oh, this fresh-faced newbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't care for that. What an odd movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad right. I saw him in the theater, though. Anything else on the 20th?
3: Yes, uh, Rambo 5.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. I can't yeah. get myself worked up for this. I like the last one.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: I've only seen the first one, which I kind of love. Uh, yeah, the first one's great. I haven't seen
1: great. any of the, seen any, the, one's the pretty good, And yet, I, I don't care about this. Never seen a Rambo. I don't think I like movies I about Rambo.
0: Scott maybe that's my thing
3: (laughs) I saw (laughs) Son Son of Rambo that's fun
0: (laughs) Son of Rambo not as fun as I wanted it to be
3: yeah which, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it, is not canonically Rambo. It's right. about it's
0: spelled the same. Yeah. British
3: kids making their own Rambo. Um, there's also Loro, the new Paolo Sorrentino movie. Which, which is about I saw
1: at TIFF last year.
3: As one or two?
1: I saw it as one. Is okay. That's how it's coming out here, right? That's how it's coming out yeah. here, and yes. it's coming
3: out as two movies in Italy and elsewhere.
1: I think it already did, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, probably. yeah. Uh, um, they love that guy over there yeah and I will say Silvia
3: Berlusconi or Paolo Sorrentino I mean <laughs> depending on
1: the year <laughs> Both. True. they seem to like Silvia Berlusconi for some reason um, I'm a Paolo Sorrentino fan uh, I, I think you are too I can't remember about you guys hate him uh, okay um, him. and this one is just okay this is not okay. This okay. Is not, not
3: essential best. yes okay
0: I think the only, he did Youth right yeah, yeah. Great that, Beauty which I didn't see I think oh. I've only seen Youth which I really liked uh, yeah I liked Youth I really liked the Great Beauty
1: and I like Del Devo. I never saw the other his first English language movie, This Must Be the Place, with the Sean Banner's right. That movie existed. Yeah, Everybody I never saw does. Um, right.
3: We also have Corporate Animals, which is directed by Patrick Bryce, who directed The Overnight. Which I didn't like. Um it, Coworkers Get Stuck in a Cave on a Team Building Trip. Of note, it has a voice cameo by Britney Spears. Oh.
1: Sure. The Return to Respectability of Demi Moore. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Big
2: theme this Hollywood this Hollywood season. There's <laughs> always
3: there's always someone season. coming back. You yeah. Know? Um, there's also villains, which is a thriller with Michael Monroe and yeah. Bill Skarsgård, aka mm. Pennywise. And there's also a Between Two Ferns movie.
2: I know. I just found out about this on I'm Netflix. Excited.
3: Yeah, I like Between Two Ferns. Who doesn't?
1: Do you I like don't
2: it know. for eighty plus
1: minutes? I'm assuming that's as long as it's going to be. Yeah.
3: I mean, I guess I've just like. I don't know what they're going to do with the premise. Like, I assume it's more than just, like, back-to-back yeah. interviews. And I'm kind of at a place where— It'd be where
2: amazing I, if it was one long interview, like, my dinner with Andre.
3: <laughs> I don't think so, because they, they had a list of people who were in it. And right, it's, like, it's
2: huge. Yeah. a lot of
3: people. So who knows? I mean, he's a funny guy, and it could be funny. I don't know. That's going to be on Netflix, of course.
1: All right. On to the next? 27th? or yes. is that Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, the one thing I have for the 27th— You ever have this thing— <laughs> I hate to have it a few times a year. Never experienced this. But there's a movie coming out that all the warning signs are this is going to be bad. Oh, sure. And yet I'm oh, like, yeah. I can't wait to yeah. see this. Not because, not as a train wreck thing. I'm like, no, I'm holding on to the shred of hope this is going to be good. Yeah, I and have so this very regularly. Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland yep. is enough <laughs> in Judy to make me go... I, I d- hope this is good. I'm probably, very concerned. Probably not. I it's directed don't. by Rupert Gould, who made True Story, which was a crock of shit, ironically. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> True, was that the one with James Franco? James yeah. Franco
1: and Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, and, yeah. And, uh, that was a
2: very movie. movie. Uh,
1: who's, uh... uh oh, who is, his, who is Jonah Hill's wife in that? I think it's, uh, what's her name?
2: Someone way too hot for him, as usual.
1: <laughs> no, from uh, Rogue One. Um, Felicity Jones? Felicity Jones. Yep, I was right. The, uh... <laughs> But, like, Felicity... Yeah, Felicity Jones, the good actors who can't seem to pick a good movie. Yeah. Um,
2: including it's, Rogue One.
1: What's that? <laughs> <laughs> including Rogue One. Oh, I like Rogue One. I know. It is a good movie, but she's not... I don't think that's... She doesn't yeah, have yeah. much to do in it. But, like, um... But, oh, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, because she's got another movie coming out this fall that I actually am looking forward to. Uh, but, yeah, Junie, probably going to be bad. It yeah. can't be, but I, I really want it to be good. Yeah. I don't know. Every Thumbs once in a while, this happens. I liked... I, Tanya,
2: was the one that I was like, I'm really looking forward to this. It's probably going to be bad. And I liked it. He comes out, uh, Judy comes out the weekend. My mom's coming to town. And I uh, have high hopes for passing the time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, what else do you
1: have
3: on the 27th? Um, we have Abominable, which is an animated movie about the abominable snowman. Cute. Um, we have The Laundromat, new Steven Soderbergh. Oh. Oh. So that, so there's a bunch of Netflix dates on here, which I should just give the disclaimer that this year Netflix is like pretending like they give a shit about theatrical windows. It's a very convincing act because they have 10 different films coming out with uh, theatrical exclusive windows. So for all of these, I wrote down the date they're coming out theatrically as well as Netflix. Okay. So this one... Comes on to Netflix September 27th. Comes on Netflix October 18th.
2: So theater September 27th. Yes. Listen yeah. to
0: this cast. For the long Yeah, like yeah. I mean, obviously, like, all right, Meryl Streep, Gary Oldman, Sharon Stone. Who cares? Uh, and then, like, <laughs> like David Schwimmer, uh, James Cromwell, Antonio Banderas, Robert Patrick, Will Forte, Jeffrey Wright, Chris Parnell. I mean, it just it keeps going, and it's, like, really great, reliable actors. Like Soderbergh oh.
3: can get anybody. Lots I, of returns I guess
0: that's true. Yeah. There. It's,
3: it's funny, too, because he... Um, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh is like the perfect filmmaker for Netflix because he's been very upfront about the fact that he doesn't care if anybody sees his movies <laughs> as long as he gets to make them. So this is perfect for him. But th- when this was reported on first, it was like, this is just about the Panama Papers scandal. But then now that the trailer's coming out and stuff, it's like a wacky comedy. Oh, cool. It it's definitely, like the informant, tonally, I think.
0: Yeah, and it definitely, the, the fraud element and just even just looking at the photos and like the way the characters are dressed and just yeah. the look of the movie is... It just almost has. I know it's going to be bigger than this and more involved, but like almost dirty rotten scoundrels esque, yeah. almost almost farcical in a way. Yeah. Again, that's just based on. Knowing a little bit of the story and then just looking at the way the characters yeah. look. Yeah,
3: I think in the trailer they're like breaking the third wall and there's like all kinds fourth of wall. stuff. What did I say? Third wall. They don't take it as
1: far as the yeah, fourth. they're not going that <laughs> <way>. right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going off the rails.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, laundromat. Very excited. Going to okay. be good. Um, we also have Sister Amy, which is about. Uh, 1920s LA evangelist Amy Semple McPherson Amy
1: Semple McPherson yeah Yeah, this this was at Sundance this year I I didn't see it
3: yeah she founded a megachurch that's still here in LA but they it's like not quite a true story but they like use the true story of her life as a jumping off point for a wacky caper so that seems to
1: be because there is a whole like thing with her where she was kidnapped or maybe ran away for a yeah. while and it disappeared and came back and said she was kidnapped. Some people would say, no, she was like off with her lover or something. It's right. a, uh, yes. It, once you start to get into the Los Angeles specific history, um, you start to read a lot about, that's how I found out about such, I mean, right. McPherson is she's very tied to the sort of boom of Los Angeles, um, being this sort of celebrity religious figure.
2: Uh, I, I was really interested in the movie and then didn't really hear anything about it after Sundance, mm-hmm. but it's coming out. There's a lot of 9-7. movies. At festivals that play that way, though. Like, when they're stacked, when the festivals like Sundance are so busy that, like, good movies can easily play and go unnoticed. So you never know. All right.
1: Um,
3: There's also The Death of Dick Long.
2: Speaking of Sundance, I saw this one at Sundance. Oh, you
3: did? How was it?
1: uh, It's great. It definitely, I mean, it's a dark comedy. It's, uh, I mean, it's both the funniest and saddest movie that I saw at Sundance okay. this year uh, uh, it's about basically a group of friends who were in a band but really they're just a bunch of drunks who hang out at one one of their friend's garage and fuck around on the guitar and then they have a wild night of drugs and and, and alcohol and one of the members of the band Dick Long ends up dead the next morning and the other two members uh, of the band decide to try to cover up their involvement. And um, uh, if you like movies about <laughs>
2: idiots, <laughs> I do like movies about idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's I tend that's not what to. This
1: oh man, uh, that's that's what this is. Um, they uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, there's a there's a part where they're cleaning blood out of their car to to uh, and they're referencing. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, like who's that guy who played the wolf? Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, and then, but the, then the movie goes on to also be very, very sad about uh, uh, sort of a. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, since the makers are the uh, people promoting death of Dick Long were too cowardly to quote my review. I'll <laughs> quote my review. It's an elegy for wasted masculinity. That's what
2: I said okay. in my review. Right on. Um,
3: yeah. Cause it's, uh, well half of the directors of Swiss Army Man yeah
2: one it of the Daniels
3: one of the Daniels it's Daniel Scheiner who is a, I was actually friends with freshman year of college oh he lived in the dorm with Scott and I and like you could tell he was a genius <laughs> like he was like a double major and he was in like 50 clubs he had a real like oh. um, Max from Rushmore energy but very sweet guy so I'm glad to see him uh, out there doing stuff um, does he
0: think he's better than me yeah.
3: um Unverified. Mm-hmm. Uh, get back to you on that. The movie's um,
1: also full of, and he talked about this at the when he introduced it at the screening. Full of music that these kind of characters would listen to, which means there's a Excellent. lot of puddle of mud, <laughs> sure. Nickelback, sure. There, there's some, oh yeah. There's when he's like, "You gotta help me clean the blood out of the car," and he calls his friend, and his friend's like, "I can't, I'm at work." And he's like, "Just tell your boss it's an emergency." He's like, "I already said that last week when we went to see *Papa Roach*." I <laughs> <laughs>
3: love it. Um, there's also a new movie from Chris Morris who directed Four Lions
2: that's oh, right wow.
3: um, I don't think he made anything in between I don't think so um, but this one has a good cast that is Anna Kendrick and um, Jan- Daniel Brooks it has something to do with terrorists overthrowing the government he seems to love What's making a movie about Terrace. The Day Shall Come cool name yeah um, there's also a new uh, Takashi Miike movie First Love
1: <laughs> spoilers I saw it last night oh yeah and you know what Scott If you like movies about idiots... Yeah? (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is a movie about a a boxer who has just been informed that he has a terminal brain tumor. He's walking down the street despondent. He sees a young woman running and screaming in terror away from a man, and so he punches the man and knocks him out, inadvertently foiling a uh, plot between a Yakuza underling and a corrupt cop to rip off the, the Yakuza, which, through a series of convoluted events... Uh, causes a war between the Rikusa the Chinese mafia and eventually a whole bunch of fucking cops that now this boxer and the woman he just saved have to uh, they're caught up in the middle of and they have to try to I don't know uh, if you're
2: embargoed from saying it's fantastic but it sounds fantastic it is
1: And, and, and I will tell you um the details of this plot to rip off the accusa yeah. or how the Chinese mafia gets involved. I saw the movie last night. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> oh, I, don't sure. no. I don't care. I don't care. It's just, it's just this, like this heightening about, uh, of just a, a bunch of idiot scheming mobsters oh, and then this. two well-meaning idiots who kind of fall in love <laughs> while they're trying to stay alive. It's really good. It's also very darkly funny. I'll give one moment away. Um, there's a guy who gets his arm chopped off <laughs> And he's so full of drugs that he doesn't even feel it. (laughs) But his gun was in his arm. (laughs) So now with his other hand, he's trying to get the gun, but the hand is still gripping onto it. And he's going, let it go, fucker! (laughs) Yelling at his own severed arm.
2: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for this now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's that called again? First First Love. love. And it actually is, the title is not, uh, it sounds ironic because it is kind of like uh, sarcastic and nihilistic, but it actually is also very sweet at the same time. Right on. I really liked it. Sounds awesome.
3: Um, Also, on Netflix with no theatrical window because they don't care is In the Shadow of the Moon which is by Jim Mickle who's a director that some people like.
1: I feel like there have already
2: been movies called that. Right? I was just thinking that. <laughs> well
3: here's another one. I don't yeah. know what to
1: tell you.
2: I mean, we got um, Dark of the Moon the Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have common mistake. what was the A.J. Reinhardt documentary from wherever? This year? No, from like forever ago. It's on Criterion. It's for All Mankind? That's For All Mankind. I swear to God, there wasn't no Shadow of the Moon. That was just about the moon. Well, this is not yeah. about the moon. I think all it's right. just a turn of phrase. Sorry to okay.
3: disappoint. Um, there's also a new movie from a guy whose name I don't want to pronounce. He's the one who directed In the Fade. Anyone want to go there for me? Do nope. You
1: um, if I saw it, I could do it. Yeah. Uh, Fatih Akin yeah. yep
3: that guy he's
1: um, great in the fade uh, cool a, movie I, yeah I, a really cool movie but if that's your first exposure go back right watch head on first off um, watch I think he did uh, in July or Emuli um, which has Mort's bleep trope from uh, uh, Run Little Run the guy she has to save in Run Little Run damn um, yeah he's made a ton of good movies
3: yeah but this is called The Golden Glove and it's about a real serial killer um, played Berlin. People liked it, I think. So,
1: okay. Yeah. There is a 2007 documentary called "In the Shadow of yes. the Moon." I saw it. I think I saw this too. I saw it at the
2: cheap theater in Pasadena.
4: Okay.
2: This really rings a bell. I think we saw it together. No, I think I just what? saw it. Okay, all right. This was before we got together, so I should probably saw it by myself. Your like secret, a loser. Secret life.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, that does it for me for the twenty seventh.
4: Oh, okay. So
2: and
3: um, for
1: September in and general. for September. Yeah. So moving on to October fourth, the movie that we are all currently missing the press screening of, *Pain and Glory*. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the new Almodovar uh, film in which Antonio Banderas plays essentially Almodovar, right? Yeah, so,
3: yeah. It's his eight and a half, basically.
2: Which is exciting enough. People, but people are like, Almodovar's back, but he's his last few movies have been really good. Yeah. Hulietz, he never uh, left. yeah. awesome. He never amazing. Left. Yeah. So this is one of those things. I'm probably going to love the movie, but I'm going to be annoyed by how much people love it because they're going to be overstating how much better it is in this recent movies. It's like, calm down. It's well, great. Part of yeah, that is noise.
3: like there's a global perspective there because I only recently learned that. Uh, Almodovar has not been embraced in Spain where he's from like for the most part like yeah. he was like too radical for the fascist government for a while but then also he just got a reputation as like even when his movies weren't super crazy anymore people still thought they were so apparently this movie is the one that's made Spain kind of come around on him so that might be part of the response right. of why we'd be like he's like we like him now but like guess like net, how, he's been great forever
1: it's like how German metalheads don't like Rammstein <laughs> it's just like that
3: <laughs> perfectly analogous but yeah (laughs) Antonio Banderas won Best Actor at Cannes. So, um, yeah, totally stoked. Uh,
1: Next up, uh, a movie that I am highly cautious about, (laughs) very skeptical about,
2: that's Noah Hawley's Lucy in the Sky. Yeah, Um, despite not really digging Noah Hawley's stuff, I'm still... uh, It's Natalie Portman, though. Yeah, I really like Natalie Portman. But,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying, is I think Noah, Noah Hawley is, like, I mean, he's he's coming along. He's had like, he's been this like TV it boy for a right. few years because of Fargo. And because of at least the first season of Legion and everyone turned on Legion. Uh, <laughs> and it only got two more seasons. Um, uh, and so yeah, him stepping in front of the, or stepping behind the camera for a movie feels like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's his big swing and I hope it turns out well, right. but I am, I am cautious. It's just, he's a little too, I have heard that he's so hot right did now. A
2: lot of reshoots and kind of radically altered it. um, which, even if that could result in a better movie, it doesn't always, just because it doesn't feel like kind of disjointed. Yeah. Um, okay. But, again, big Natalie Barton fan, so I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, and the
3: real, it's based on a true story, and the true story, I don't want to spoil here, but it's crazy. It's weird. So I feel like, okay. obviously, you can mess anything up, and you can make anything good, but, like, the raw material there is fascinating.
1: It so. also has John Hamm in it, who is not, doesn't have a great track record when it comes to picking
2: movies. No. Um, or he's getting movies. I mean, who knows? I know he wanted to be in Gone Girl. He like really made a play yeah. to mm-hmm. get that role, um, but I think like it's just a limit run up against the wall eventually of not being that big a movie star.
1: Yeah, and he's been, yeah, he's been in a few movies. He's got the report coming out this year, which he has a small part in. Um, that's not an Adam Driver movie, but he has a small part. He's good in that. I really liked Marjorie Prime uh, quite a lot. It's pretty good, yeah. um, and I thought he was good in that. But it just seems like a lot of when you look at his his uh, CV as it were there's a lot of there's a lot of Beiruts and yeah. uh, stuff like he's that he's really good Beirut right? arm
0: and he's, stuff like that I like him in Baby Driver actually quite a bit and like oh. there are a lot of yeah. people giving like over the top performances in a good way mm-hmm. and he is able to like match that and have a huge character shift like halfway through or actually towards the end you're like oh I didn't know this character was going to be this and I think he does a great job with it
3: but Zazie Beats is in it too I like her I like yeah. her too Dan Stevens I like looking at yes. his face I like, Ellen, Ellen, I like
0: a lot of things about, about Dan Stevens Ellen yeah. Burstyn Tig Notaro, Nick Offerman ooh ooh okay Hello. Christopher
2: Darga
3: um, it was also this it was originally going to star Reese Witherspoon which is kind of interesting to think about
2: so many movies that fall into that category poor Reese <laughs> I'm a, She's fine. I, think she's I don't think you need right. to feel bad
3: for her. I think she, like, left to do a bigger movie. Like,
4: I think yeah, she's maybe. fine.
1: I I love Reese Witherspoon uh, unabashedly. I've always been a big fan of all her work, including pulling the Do You Know Who I Am car. Oh, who, who pulled her and her husband over for drunk driving. Iconic. <laughs> and, of course, Iconic.
0: that story that our friend uh, Mike Siegel told uh, when he was back when he was working for, what was it, TBS or TNT. And so he was doing, like, the. Uh, junkets and so he uh, sits down and it's Reese Witherspoon and he's he's like okay well I'm a huge fan of election he goes he's like you know uh, I just want to tell you uh, uh, I love election and, and I think your performance is marvelous and you know I just I always wanted to tell you that and she goes oh well now you have <laughs> and then just moves on I love it <laughs> uh, that's
1: that's great uh, alright also on the fourth um I'm, I'm. Oh, I've been excited about Todd Phillips' Joker movie from the beginning because I'm a Todd Phillips
0: defender. I'm definitely um, curious about. it. I'm definitely very yeah. open to it being good. I mean, the yeah. day we're recording, I believe there's like the third and final trailer. And yeah, sure.
3: And then it's premiering at Venice soon, okay. in a few days.
0: Okay. And I, I watched the trailer, and I'm still very interested in the film for a, a number of reasons, and I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to be great, but. The thing that gets me is that it just feels like it is so overtly trying to not merely evoke, but maybe just be other movies, such as Taxi Driver, such as King of Comedy. Like there's a De Niro uh, connection in there, Um, and it uh, just—I just—I hope that it. I hope that the film itself is not actually trying as hard as the trailers would make it seem it is yeah that said I'm sure Walking Phoenix is going to be great I'm still going to see it still really excited about the concept of it and what it could mean for comic book movies um uh in that it's not a comic book movie it's just inspired by this right. thing um I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but
2: actually, the third trailer made me more cautious, mm. uh, not less. Yeah, even if it's not as indebted to comic books as the others. It's still indebted to all this other <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's it's interesting to me because like people are treating this movie very seriously. Like it is mm. playing in competition right. at yeah. the Venice Film Festival, which makes me feel like it also just seeing the trailers. Like it's a comic inspired movie that doesn't want to be a comic inspired movie. It's right. like yeah, like it's based on comics, but like this is different, guys. And I'm like. Well, you also kind of have to own up like what you're doing at the same time. I don't know. Even Mark Maron's in it, noted yeah. comic book movie hater. Yeah. They got I him somehow. I've watched that
2: clip of him on Conan so many times. Yeah. It's so cathartic.
1: <laughs> it also has uh, Bill Camp in it. So Yeah, no, thrilling. great, great cast. Yeah. Great uh, cast. Um,
3: but I, I saw some tweet or something that was like, a guy becoming a psychotic murderer because people don't laugh at his jokes is too real of an origin story, which I'm like, <laughs> fair, fair. So.
1: What else do you have on we'll the 4th? On
3: the 4th, we have the current war. Finally. Finally. The people Finally. have demanded the it. People have de- Demanded the current war, so this was going to come out almost two years ago via the Weinstein Company. So you can connect the dots there, um, and then also nobody really liked it. So yeah. in the interim, they recut it and it got a new distributor. So
2: we'll see. We'll see we about did, that. We all war. we all don't like Benedict Cumberbatch, right? <laughs> we all just decided Whoa. that we gave him a chance. Huh. When people were excited about him from that Sherlock show, we we're like, okay.
3: I mean, maybe I've he's never good. seen Sherlock, so I don't right, know that I can so comment.
2: Neither did I, and we all like heard about him, and everyone was so excited about him. So we're like, okay, we'll see him in some movies, and then we did, and we're like, w- we don't care, right? We all agree on this. I don't, I, I don't know. I do like his Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, I like Doctor Strange. I think Doctor he does Strange. pretty yeah. well. That's that. like his ceiling, though. Um, and for somebody who's praised as like this great actor, for that to be his ceiling, I do think, yeah. um... Uh, I wouldn't say I
0: dislike him, but I think there are people that, for whatever reason, probably because of Sherlock, they speak of him as though it is a given that he is a fantastic actor. Right. Um, and the, and and I don't, I do not love Imitation Game. I think he does well with some of those. He's fine scenes. Um, certainly wouldn't have nominated him for actor. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure that I've seen him in certain things but that's the thing is like it's not super memorable to me except dr strange i like him in, the,
2: in I that i find him very memorable in black mass because somehow in a movie of oh that's right. truly horrible boston accents he gives the worst <laughs> i don't even remember him in that <laughs> oh man there's a lot of people in that movie they're everybody and er- nobody is doing the same accent i kind of like him in uh, tinker taylor soldier spy um yeah it's a small it's a enough role, small that, role, that, role yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but an imp- an important one, I think he does There's a good job with it. That liked him,
2: right? And then and and the like, fact well, that we have to like, sp- I watch. I like yeah. Sherlock. Oh, you did what? Well, yeah, I like, watched the first couple. Of the fact like, that
0: I have to like, oh. scroll through his uh, so. his. This is vocal work, but I love
1: as much as I hate the movies. I like his smog a lot. I, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. things, those, those yeah. and that's are more than uh, vocal
0: work. He did the whole mocap so, so, thing. He got in the weird booth. Didn't even know that there are things, and I and actually, it might just be that I appreciate. The inclusion of the character in Twelve Years a Slave more than his performance. Um, uh, yeah, but that's the thing is, yeah, I think I think you're right. I'm not going to say that I that I dislike him, but I do think that he's very overexposed for what. I think he brings a very specific type
2: of presence. Okay. Yeah, he was um, in Four Lions. They actually mentioned Four Lions. That, that was before I knew who he was, so I yeah. went also, and I noticed. Also, isn't Riz
3: Ahmed like the star of that movie? Yeah. yeah. But that's before he was a thing? Right.
0: I think funny. it might be, I mean, not that the movie was huge, but I think it's one of the things that maybe helped make him a thing. Huh. Um, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Other stuff. So that's
1: the current war the most anticipated most movie anticipated of all. Movie
3: um, We also have In the Tall Grass on Netflix, which is a Stephen King slash Joe Hill adaptation. His son. I don't know. Um, there's also Dolomite Is My Name, which, which is I'm theatrical on the 4th and on Netflix on the 25th. What were you going to say about that?
0: Uh, I'm... I'm uh, Excited about it for you know we keep using that phrase the return what is it yeah, yeah. return
2: respectability yeah well, uh, Eddie, for Eddie I feel Murphy. like Eddie Murphy gets
3: a new chance like every three years yeah. like he is up to his what neck was and the come back um they uh, what was it it was like. It, it had a title that was like oh, the butler, like but it Mr. Church, wasn't Mr. Church. Mr. Church yes. <laughs> that the, he, was an keeps yeah. he keeps getting chances. He keeps getting chances and it keeps not working out. Also the fact that he's allowed on a studio lot anymore is inconceivable given the stories I've heard about him.
4: Oh, but really?
3: yeah, I just, I he's one of that. the most nightmarish people in Hollywood. Apparently,
1: but what, did, what what was the movie he made with Brad Radner when Brad Radner, uh, used the F word, not fuck the, the, <laughs> tower, the tower, tower, heist? Heist? tower heist. Oh yeah. I like tower oh.
0: heist didn't see it but yeah it's Uh, there's just something about like his what he's able to do on screen that i think he's hasn't gotten a chance to do uh, in a long time and when he plays characters that there's an inherent over-the-topness to them then it's like okay, so now you've got you've got permission to be right. over the top, but you can also find humanity within that. And uh, Rudy Ray Moore is an over the top mm. person, <laughs> and so I'm I'm intrigued at the at the notion of it.
1: Uh, maybe I'll break my long streak of not having seen a Craig Brewer film. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, also Titus Burgess is in it, which oh, that's, a, that's yeah. one of the more appealing elements to me, honestly.
0: Oh, and we, and Wesley Snipes is in it, being a oh, uh, no. return oh, okay. of respectability.
3: Yeah. Um. And then the last thing I have for that date is there's a movie called Memory, The Origins of Alien, which is a documentary about the movie Alien. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
1: Okay, so moving on to the 11th uh, Parasite, which one of us has seen? Yeah. We, we, the three Bons of us t- have
3: seen. Wait. No, two of you. Two, two of, of us. us. Okay, two I didn't know you. if
2: you were including yourself. We no, I
0: haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Um, is one of them me? Um, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't two, know where you're having. two yes. guests
2: have seen Parasite. It's really good. It's Bons really Bons you know, good. You tell us. Yeah. Okay, it's really good. I mean, yeah, it's tough to talk about because you don't want to give away too much about it, Okay. It's very uh contained and thrilling and weird and surprising and all the good stuff of Bong Joon-ho from back when. Yeah,
3: it, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, which like yeah. some people thought was a bit of an upset, but everyone just went for it. So yeah. once it premiered, um and I would say like again, not wanting to spoil too much, I think it has a real get out energy, like, you know, the movie Get Out, not like it's telling me right. to leave. Um <laughs> but it, it just kind of that fusion of like a thriller with comedy and also there, there's some social commentary i would say it's not as foregrounded right. as get out but you know in just trying to think about what the movie reminded me of that was what came to mind it's just really fun yeah. it's just like it doesn't feel like you know a can winner art house movie at all it just feels fun so cool great cast great performances yeah
1: also on October 11th the uh highly anticipated Gemini Man I think it yeah. looks cool. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so do I. I wasn't being sarcastic.
2: It's, uh, I think they shot it in weird-ass high frame rate thing, too, which uh, yeah. I'm kind of intrigued to see again.
3: Yeah, I saw the trailer, and it's like so. There's two Will Smiths: the the one that's like now, and then the one they de-aged 20 years. No. First of all, they don't look that different I know to they me. Had to
2: put the like goatee on him. So you could they really the don't look so that she, different. Like, oh, he's got some white in his yeah, exactly. beard. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, but the young one is crying the whole trailer, and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't get it. But this movie has been in devel- in active development, for 20 years which is wild to me. Like every director you can think of, every actor you can think of has been involved at some point. Mm. So they finally did it guys. They did it.
0: What's interesting is that I, I'm interested in the film. I think I'm, I'm excited to see Will Smith and in, in both of those roles, because it looks like each one requires him to do, to deliver a really solid performance. Um, the one thing that, that gets me about it, I was just like, for some reason this doesn't seem that high concept to me i know it is <laughs> is it because
3: looper already happened <laughs> i
0: maybe it's just that like i could the idea that that it was conceived of 20 years ago like i believe it 100 yeah. percent uh and that they just were clearly waiting for technology to catch up um but it's it's one of those things where like yeah i'll see it and i'm sure i'll enjoy it but it's not nearly as groundbreaking as the certainly as the trailer seems to think it yeah,
3: is yeah i can um, see that But Ang Lee's no dummy. Apparently, he was, um, in directing Will Smith, when Will Smith was playing the younger version, Ang Lee had to direct him to, like, not be so confident. He's Mm. like, listen, I know you're Will Smith. I know this is your whole deal. But you have to shave 20 years off of who you are right now and be more awkward, Mm. (laughs) which I think is very amusing.
1: Um. Are, what else? Is that it for uh, the
3: fourth? Oh, no. Or Wait, maybe the 11th, rather? Uh, no, we have the oh. animated Adams Family. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw a trailer. It looks like it has a budget of $25. Yeah, I really don't cheap. know what happened there. Well, That's,
1: they blew everything on getting all the...
3: The voice cast. Uh, no,
1: uh, the voice cast, but also it's clearly going to be like a wall-to-wall songs type of Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Movies, if you
0: look at... Yeah, it's got a lot... The of, one thing that interested me is that, we is is that, that the, the character album. design is... Uh, back to, like, the the comic strip. Oh, sure. Um, okay. Which And so I guess I, I didn't see the trailer, so I don't know how it actually looks, but I like the idea of, like, a gothic, darkly funny type of thing, but it sounds like they are discarding that. But I
1: guess I, I'm of the generation that grew up with Raul Julia... You know, and, and Angelica, Angelica Houston. 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 Like, and, I'm yeah. used to, I want my Gomez Morticia hot. <laughs> you know? and they, they, well, they, they I mean,
3: the, vo- the actors playing them are hot. So it's Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac, Oscar so. Charlize- yeah. Um, there's also a movie called Jexy. It used to be called Lexi, which is an actual human female name. <laughs> <laughs> and then they changed it to
2: Jexy. That just sounds like a typo. I know. Yeah. I it stuck with I assure you it's like not.
3: It. It's basically a raunchy version of Her, Starring okay. Adam Devine, so there you go. Oh. Um, also, uh, recently announced, we have El Camino: colon, A Breaking Bad Movie premiering <sighs> yeah. on Netflix.
0: Nobody cares, right? So
3: He's if you even... if you needed to know what happened to Jesse, and apparently here's everybody,
0: your everybody fucking does. Good lord,
1: I'm sorry. It's... Yep. How do you only follow six people on Twitter and you've seen... <laughs> I've seen Facebook, nothing but scorn. Then stay off of Facebook. Do what I do. Stay well, it's Because there's... Uh, I've seen
0: no positive reactions to this news. That's the thing is I'm, I'm part of certain Facebook groups and I like to see how uh, other types of people uh, enjoy uh, movies. And it is it is just interesting to me that... Uh, don't be me wrong. I... I part of me is Jesse was my favorite part of Breaking Bad and I like the idea of a movie being built around Aaron Paul because I think he's a very interesting on-screen presence but at the same time it's just this and I haven't seen uh better call Saul. I'm sure it's quite good. I don't know. Um, I've never seen it either, but uh, I don't watch television anymore. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> good for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the you from many years ago would be furious <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, if don't. you, if you heard you say that. Uh, but no, it's just, it's this idea. It's like, man, can we just, I know everyone likes it and I know better call Saul does quite well, but can we just, can we just be without breaking bad for a while uh, in some way, shape, well, and shape some or form people are just
2: better as supporting characters like true walt's the more dynamic character and he's a more interesting counterpart to jesse and yeah. makes jesse an interesting character
0: yeah and and the, the fact that like walt makes decisions that ruin jesse's life yeah, exactly uh yeah like without that without him being kind of a tragic and comic foil yeah uh the character i think he's still interesting and i'm still like rooting for him but at the same time i just it just seems so unnecessary yeah and when we,
1: I'm like, when are we going to get the spinoff movie about the true best character of Breaking Bad, which is Betsy Brandt's character? Oh, <laughs> her, okay. sh- just her shoplifting. I thought you were going to co- talk about uh, what is it Lavelle Crawford? Oh yeah, he was, uh, yeah he's that, delightful. Him and Bill Burr as like yeah, a buddy comedy that'd be That funny. I want to see. But yeah, Betsy Brandt stealing stuff. I would love to I don't know. That.
3: There can be a whole Breaking Bad cinematic universe making oh, happen. Oh, that'd
4: be great.
1: Um,
3: uh, okay. We also have, um, this is in theaters, October 11th, on Netflix, November 1st, is The King, David Michaud. I think it's Michaud. Okay. Showed. Michaud. Showed. Um, so yeah, it's loosely adapted from Henry V, like the Shakespeare play version, and um, Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson. What else do you need? I mean, ben, this,
2: and ben, ben Mendelsohn? And, Mendelsohn and Russell Crowe, right? I don't think I'm thinking of something so else He must be. See. And Joel. I think Edgerton. you're thinking of
0: Justin Kurtzl's new movie, maybe. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, yeah. that has Russell in it. Joel Edgerton um, is Falstaff. That's interesting.
1: Huh. But yeah. Uh, so David Michaud did the the Rover and mm-hmm. uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, um, both good movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like the Rover. Especially. The Rover's great. Um, okay. Well, is, is that it for the 11th? Uh,
3: one more thing. Oh, okay. This is perhaps niche. There's a movie called Mister America. I don't know if anyone's heard about this. Oh. So. Okay, this is kind of a, a Russian nesting doll. So there's a, a show on Adult Swim called On Cinema, which yeah, I, I, okay, so. This is, like, extended from that. Yeah. So okay. Tim Heidecker, and this is, okay, he runs for the DA of San Bernardino. Like, he runs to be district attorney. And I can't tell if this is something he really did. Like, I can't tell if this is a Borat thing or not. Mm. Like, I was trying to read the synopsis, and I just got real confused. So yeah. just, if you like.
2: That's me reading any Tim Heidecker thing. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Tim Heidecker. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I, all I you
3: it. need to know, it's a Tim Heidecker thing. So also, if that's your jam. If
1: it's based on our cinema, then it's also Greg Turkington. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's in there, too. Uh, who uh, is Neil Hamburger and played himself or a version of Neil Hamburger yeah. in Entertainment right. uh, a few years back? Yeah, I'm
3: not knocking movie. this. I just genuinely don't understand. So if this is your bag, good news for you.
1: Good.
3: Um, and then there's also a midweek thing, which is October 15th. Is the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? That's the title. Is Jay and Silent Bob is reboot Is going
2: to be in cinemas? Yes. <laughs> 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 it's going to be where the real movies are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so understand. I'm
3: told. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, it feels like an Amazon Prime special or something. But I guess it's <laughs> well, a, a, a
0: whole ass movie. Maybe it'll just be a fathom event. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doesn't that feel about right? Uh, yeah, I that
0: guess that, that could right. explain
3: why it's midweek. Yeah, I don't know. Incidentally,
0: uh, looking, I was looking at the plot synopsis for Mister America, trying
3: to make sense of it,
0: and I just love this phrase or this sentence after beating a murder charge for selling faulty e-cigarettes at an EDM festival <laughs> Tim seeks revenge by running a campaign to unseat the Sandberg you know, you know, you know. that's just so delightful
4: yep. uh. Um, uh,
1: Yeah. yeah on- Onsen is pretty great um the whole like Tim, Tim and Greg Tarkington play themse- versions of themselves who host like a Siskel and Ebert type show mm-hmm. but Greg Turkington is the only one who's actually a cinephile but even then he's a like just below the surface level no. type of type of cinephile, um, and uh, Tim Heidecker is just using any avenue he can to get more fame and doesn't actually care about movies at all and ends up starring and becoming an action star (laughs) it's uh, yeah there's a there's a whole Mr. America is just part of the extended
2: universe that I don't know that much about (laughs) guys I was just joking about it but Jane Sound Bob reboot is a fathom of (laughs) events I
3: swear to god
2: (laughs) All right, that makes sense
3: once he said it I was like that midweek date it's gotta be it's gotta be
1: alright let's move on to October 18th which is gonna be a left right of a weekend Uh, Greener Grass is a movie I'm looking forward to uh, partially because of just the cast, you've got Darcy Carden, Dot Marie Jones from uh, Glee? Glee and, oh, and yeah. Nip Tuck. Um, you've got uh, Beck Bennett, who is uh, mm. uh, hilarious. Neil Casey, Jim Cummings. You've got some some good people in there. This is about a um, suburban soccer moms find themselves constantly competing against each other. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it looks pretty funny. Sweet. Yep. Okay. Uh, also very funny. Jojo Rabbit comes out that uh, that weekend, which I've. I like Taika Waititi. Weet- I'm looking forward to this uh, this movie in which he plays someone, uh, a kid's imaginary best friend, Adolf Hitler. Um, it does unfortunately have Rebel Wilson in it, but other than that, yeah. it,
2: it, it looks pretty good. I only I, I only like Hunter the Willer people of his movies. The rest I find kind of strained. This looks pretty strained. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but I'm looking. Has
3: Scarlett to Johansson it. in it? Yeah, so. Scarlett
2: Johansson in it. Her taste is not to be trusted. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying you have a big old crush on her, so you can find comfort there. Has Sam Rockwell?
1: His taste is not to be trusted. So keeping the laughs coming, Zombieland, Double Tap. I'm kind a, of intrigued. No, see this is why? the uh, this is the Breaking Bad movie for me. This is the sequel. Well, I never like that's the difference. I like Breaking Bad. I don't love it. I like it. I didn't ever even like Zombie. I didn't I like Zombie
2: Land either. But I guess the fact that they got Emma Stone back that's what I'm saying
3: is how much money did they have to give her they either gave her a lot of money or it could be a kind of fun movie
1: I don't know yeah she probably had a lot of fun it doesn't seem like the kind of movie they had a lot of fun making seems like a blast which doesn't necessarily make for a good movie well that's for sure Uh, um, uh, so and then finally in this laugh riot uh, of a weekend can you see that I'm going to Maybe go a little, throw you a little like a curveball. I never saw it coming. Uh, the next big comedy to hit screens
2: is The Lighthouse. Robert Eggers uh, follow up. It's actually supposed to be really funny, isn't it? Uh, is that, really, is <laughs> yeah. that true? Oh, I didn't. think I it mean, was like funny. in a lighthouse kind of way. Uh, in a
3: lighthouse kind of way. <laughs> like we all know what
2: kind of movie The Lighthouse is going to be. Right. So when I say it's really funny, like you get a sense of what kind of humor I'm talking. about. Because it's like L- a, a weird humor. black
3: yeah. and white period piece. Yeah, but
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, but you've got
1: a uh, Robert Willem Pattinson Defoe. again. Yeah, Yeah, it looks great. I can't wait. To I'm see really excited for it. Yeah,
2: we all saw the witch, right? I didn't yes. saw the witch. Oh, it's terrific. It's right here. I think you would really love it. it I'm it's not right like here. totally on board with the modern horror boom, but that one is really amazing. Well, it's like it is a horror movie that got a lot of press, but I don't think it fits in with anything. Uh, I think it mo- kind of fits like, in like it's a similar vein of like a Babadook or. Uh, uh, it follows, kind of, may, uh, maybe in that in that
0: it's atmospheric right. and maybe kind of that slow burn type yeah, exactly. thing. Tyler really wants to th- throw it uh, to a certain extent at you. Oh, did I, <laughs> oh I didn't. No, you sorry. didn't. But that's oh, okay. I can tell of, you want yeah, to because that's really your I, way of no, saying no. I mean, it's it's obviously it was made in the same time frame as those, right. uh, and so I feel like, uh, and it's hard to know if it would exist if not for movies right. like that, that that came out. But it's just it's so it's just such a unique weird yeah for sure film it's it, it, it operates as a really great drama yeah. on top of everything else but then I guess so does the Babadook um, yeah it's it's I always I, when I saw the witch I was like this is just a this is a miracle of a film I don't yeah. know how it's really great yeah
1: alright well now I'm even more excited for the lighthouse and for whatever else comes out on the 18th
3: Um, like Maleficent Mistress of Evil for instance
1: I
2: don't know. <laughs> did you see the first one? Are Maleficent? you saying it's coming out that day? I am. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the first one. Isn't uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in this one? Ooh. Oh. Oh, maybe. Right. I feel like somebody of note is in it.
3: Is she going to have a cheekbone off with Angelina Jolie? Angelina
2: Jolie? <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, new Maleficent. Um, there's also a new Francois Ozone movie Ooh. Um. Hmm. called By the Grace of God, which is about... Um, it's about, like, the Catholic abuse sex scandal, but uh, a case that was specific to France. It was, like, a real-life case he based it on. Um, loved me some Ozone.
2: Me, too. Did yep. he
3: have a movie last year? I feel like we were ozone Lover?
2: Oh, that's right. That <laughs> Was that we crazy? Time? I didn't see that. Yeah. I, think it was la- I think it was last year.
3: Um, so, yeah, this looks good. Um, there's also... Um, A movie called Les Miserables, which has no relation to the book or musical, which is confusing. They knew what they were doing, but it's the debut film of a guy whose name I will not remotely attempt to pronounce, but it uh, was really well-received at Cannes. It's about tensions between different neighborhood gangs. I think it kind of addresses the rise of white nationalism in France, so that's that's supposed to be be
1: terrific. um, I made my guide here too long ago because I had that in the... TBD, not yet announced. Mm. Yeah, I think it just got dated uh, a few okay. days ago. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, Amazon picked it up, so they must think it has some, like, I'm gonna say awards or commercial potential.
1: Lodgia Lee? Yeah, maybe, I'm, just,
3: I'm just not going to do it. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's all I have for that day.
1: So then um, the 25th is Frankie, which is yes. what now?
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I l- just the name. <laughs>
2: I couldn't tell you what it's <laughs> It's just
3: a guy. No, um, it's the newest Ira Sachs movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I love Ira Sachs. Uh, yeah. This wasn't terribly well-received at Cannes, but sometimes Cannes just gets it wrong. it's mixed. Cannes just Some gets it wrong had its,
3: It had its defenders, for sure. But also, like, frickin',
2: the last Ira Sachs movie wasn't really Sundance, and they were wrong about that one, too. That's a good that movie Love is Strange? Or? No. Little Men? Was, yeah, Little Men. That's a good yeah. movie about kids. Oh, Little Men. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And this one has Marissa Tomei and Isabelle Huppert. So, like, yeah. how bad can it be? You know?
2: Yeah. It's automatically got to be terrific. Yeah. And Brendan Gleeson.
3: Yeah. Got a whole, whole slew of people. I think it's an all-takes-place-in-one-day movie.
2: Sweet. If you're Sweet. into that. I am into that. Unless yeah. it's about kids. Right. <laughs> you know. How much trouble can get into What's one, one day, day in the life of a kid? <laughs> Come on. Watch some cartoons. Yeah. Uh, what, what else what do you else? have
3: for the 25th? For the 25th, um, there's Black and Blue, which is about a cop played by Naomi Harris who captures corrupt officers murdering a suspect. On She captures it on her body cam. So they're incorporating body cams into thrillers now. Good. So she used to go on the run.
2: Weren't there body cams in that Jake Gyllenhaal movie with? Uh, yes. Like End of Watch. The, yeah, half the movie was on body cams. Yeah,
3: but was it like a central plot point? Because it is here. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Um, there's also a movie called Bad Trip, which no. is no.
1: That's not coming out till 2020 now.
3: Oh, oh insider intel. Well, then that's no, announced. <laughs> oh, all right.
1: Yeah. Well, February 2020, February 28th, 2020 is well the release then, date for bad trip. Forget I said it. But it's um, a, yeah. If you're I'll into, never forget you said it.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. But if you're into adult swim type of humor, it's uh, Eric Andre's uh, hidden camera prank. Uh, oh, movie. boy. Yeah. I like Eric Andre, so I'm looking forward to it.
3: Um, there's also The Last Full Measure, which is a true story about they were deciding whether to give a medal to a fallen Vietnam soldier. has a huge cast, including Peter Fonda, notably. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's technically his last role because he has some other ones in the can, so who knows what will actually be last, but that's
2: the penultimate full measure sure
3: um there's also a movie called the kill team which is an adaptation of a documentary by the same director um, about a soldier who reported that his fellow soldiers were gunning down civilians and then were married that we're worried that those soldiers were going to kill him so could be tense i don't know um yeah
4: that's what um,
3: got. oh i also have two more that are october tbd Okay. Um, one is The Cave, which is a documentary about a mostly female-run underground hospital in Syria. It's the director of Last Men in Aleppo, another name I will sadly not attempt to pronounce. Yes. And then there's... I
1: could swear that one had a date now. Oh, really? I got an email like today. Oh, okay. I'm going to see if I can find it.
3: Um, well, while you're working on that, there's also Western Stars.
1: Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: For
2: the Bruce, Bruce Springsteen fans in the house.
3: So you saw the trailer. It's like a co- half concert, half music video. What yeah. would you... Yeah. Well,
2: no, like half concert, half documentary. Okay. Yeah, because it seemed like there's a lot of like him talking to the camera about being Bruce, about True. living some regrets. <laughs> yeah. Classic Bruce stuff. Classic Bruce stuff. Yeah. October 18th for October
1: the October 18th. Okay, well, there you go. I knew I got some today. All right, so we're moving on to November then? Yes. Uh, 11-1, Motherless Brooklyn. Edward Norton's long-awaited yeah. return to respectability behind the camera. <laughs> after, and in front. Yeah, but I'm saying the last time he directed the movie. He was a movie, in
3: Birdman. I guess that's five years ago now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a bit.
1: I'm just saying the last time he directed the movie, he <laughs> was going with Jenna Elfman and Ben Stiller. Keeping, Keeping the, fact, the which Faith. Which I didn't care that much for. I didn't um, see. Um, yeah. But,
3: uh, um, yeah, this is another book that I read. This is a book I liked a lot. And I hate to meet that person who read the book who's like, I'm a little worried, but I'm going to be that person because the book is set when it's written, which is 1999. But he changed the setting to the 1950s. And when asked why he did that, Edward Norton was like, Oh, well, because it just really feels like a 50s story to okay. me. And I'm like, Oh, but that's the point. Like he was doing an homage, you don't have to make it literal. And then he also, he had the rights starting in the early 2000s, so he would have been the right age to play the main character when he first got the rights, and now he's kind of 20 years too old. And I In
2: fairness, he only looks like seven years older than he did then.
3: I know, but he's still really pushing it. And, like, it does matter to the story. Like, there are a lot of things he changed that, listen, I'm obviously going to see it, I'm going to give it a shot, but I just, like, would be very, I'm just very curious how it's all going to shake out. Sure. yeah, I, I do know. think,
0: uh, looking yeah. at the the story here, so the he's a private detective who has Tourette's syndrome, mm-hmm. and so that's sort of an alarm bell on one hand, but on the other, the change in time period is one that I am actually more interested now uh, in now. Um, in that, like, it's like, all right, Tourette's syndrome, like, okay, this could be a... Mm, a bit of an Oscar grab right um but at the same time the idea of having this v- very unfortunate uh, affliction i could see and having it take place in the f- in the 50s you know when people maybe are less aware of it and they're just like what is going on with this guy and i could see it being more of an obstacle then than it would be uh in the in the 90s and certainly present day and so i feel like Even though he didn't say that that was his reasoning, um, I think that would be interesting.
3: But that's also what kind of worries me, is because in the book, like it's the 90s, everyone pretty much knows what his deal is Mm -hmm. right off the bat. Whereas I feel like in the 50s, it would like grind everything to a halt if people literally have no idea what's going on with him. Right. Because like in the book, he's like tolerated. Like a lot of people find him like grating or weird, but they get what's going on with him. Mm -hmm. He like runs in different circles. Whereas I feel like here, if they just genuinely have no idea what his deal is, I don't know. That's the other thing about the book too, is that like, it's written first person, so so much of the book is like the interplay between what he's able to verbalize and what he thinks. Mm. Where if you can, like, maybe it'll have voiceover, I don't right. know, but I feel like you'll lose so much because he gets frustrated with his own inability to verbalize his rich inner world. I don't know. I will we'll say, see. we'll
0: see. It's a lot for a second-time director yeah. to handle. Yeah, it yeah. sounds uh And wrote great Oh, good.
1: But it has... A pretty astounding cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. D- oh, and it sure. has Gugu Mbatha-Raw, who's more, maybe one of my favorite uh, actors working today. Also, Bruce Willis. However you feel about him. Leslie Mann, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Supley, Alec Baldwin, Michael Kenneth, Williams, Bobby Cannavale, Fisher Stevens, Dallas Roberts, Cherry Jones, Josh Pace, and, uh, and then it Soprano's starts head's to, yeah. Joseph Sarravo, <laughs> who played Tony's dad in Flashbacks. Um, yeah.
3: Anyway. Putting a big we'll see on that.
1: I don't know. Uh, also, eleven one Harriet. Harriet is... Casey Lemons, Casey yes. Lemons, Casey yeah. Lemons uh, movie about Harriet Tubman.
3: Um, there, it was interesting because there was a controversy that they cast Cynthia Erivo in the lead because she's British, and they're like, "This is an iconic American uh, yeah. figure." And I just thought we accepted like twenty years ago that yeah. Brits and Australians get all the roles in all the movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just thought this was a reality we were all on board with, but maybe not. Well, I there don't know.
2: Was, Sorry. No, I'm just really excited to see more Cynthia Rarifa stuff yeah. after well, last year. The real year. story to hear is the return to respectability of Ipbojo
3: Alwyn. Ipbojo That's in my notes! <laughs> That's in my notes. I was literally going through and saying, oh my god, he better be in a movie this fall. And sure yeah. enough, Ipbojo Alwyn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, you got Clark Peters in this, uh, Janelle Monet, uh, yeah. Vondi Curtis Hall. Okay. Nice. Could be could be a pip <laughs> <All
4: right>. uh,
0: <laughs> you know uh, what's funny is that when you said Vondy Curtis Hall my first thought was to then go and be like I don't know I don't know if it's economically viable okay. um, but then you went uh, a few years just a few years earlier with could your uh, Fink reference, yeah.
1: Fink. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate uh, I like Linda Hamilton sure I probably
2: won't see this yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah.
0: they gotta leave I didn't see the last
2: two Terminators and I actually meant to see those I don't even mean to see those (laughs) (laughs) so maybe you'll see it yeah that's true by that logic I haven't seen one since Terminator 3 Uh, which was pretty good like yeah uh,
1: John Lamasta was a good brawny action director I've always liked Mm -hmm. him uh, what else comes out on 11-1?
3: Um Well, there's a little movie you might have heard of called The Irishman.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. That's so still that, in my TBD section. I needed to update this. I'm sorry.
3: That's why I'm here, David. It's yes. fine. So that comes out theatrically on November 1st and then on Netflix November 27th. It's never going to hit wide release, yeah. which is a thing where like, this keeps happening over and over and I feel like I'm going crazy watching it where filmmakers jump into bed with Netflix cause they get a blank check to do whatever they want. Netflix is happy cause it gives them prestige. And then once it comes time to work out the release date nobody's happy like yeah. this happened, this exact thing happened with Roma last year mm-hmm. where Coron was super bummed out about how it all went down and like, I feel like I'm going crazy watching the cycle repeat, and no one is learning from it. <laughs> like they just get entranced by all the money they get, but and then
0: uh, what? It, what would they learn? Roma, like they got their prestige. Roma won three Oscars, but if they're and so, talking
1: like, about people just getting a, to see their movie the way they yeah. want. Yeah, it to sure. be so. What you're saying? You're
0: talking about uh, the filmmakers yeah. not learning. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes,
3: exactly. Um,
0: yeah.
1: They're like the. Uh, Ninjas attacking the action hero one person at a time. It's right, like, yeah, exactly. You just saw him beat up the last
2: four <laughs> yeah. guys in a row. And
3: as people pointed out? out, like...
2: I think he's getting worn out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a loss for everybody because Wolf of Wall Street made $400 million. That's crazy. And it's just like, they... I don't know. This movie cost $200 million to make, though, which no one else was going to give them, so
2: that he's is three and a half hours long uh, that is astonishing it could be as long as I want with that cast uh, I'm excited I, yes. Could, yes. Yeah. I, I could sit I, in it for days I wouldn't care
3: yeah I the the budget I like looked at a list of most expensive movies ever made and was comparing how much this cost to other movies and like I don't get it I know they <laughs> de-aged everybody I, I know they stars I still don't yeah. get
2: it oh, well Joe Pesci alone they like really had to go after him and he's like been out of movies forever he doesn't care return to respectability of Joe Pesci yeah
1: um, to give you a what, sense what, of scale would be in an intermission though I hope, I hope so. No, I hope there. There has to be. You I gotta sit. In I it. feel like it should be. Literally, if I were president, I'd do a lot of good things with people. <laughs> but I would also make a law that if a movie is over, I don't know, 140
2: minutes, it needs to have an intermission. I guess for I'm medical
3: reasons. Like for medical
2: reasons, I yeah. guess I'm fine with it. the uh, The time that was reported, the running time that was reported, has it now been pulled. pulled down on the. New York Film Festival website, so we'll see. Maybe we'll it's see. not three and a half hours. But maybe
3: they just took it down because was freaking out. I know.
2: I also, I hope it is. I just want there to be an intermission. Yeah, that's fine. I guess I I'm okay with it. that. Let's make a big evening of it. Let's yeah. all just luxuriate yeah. yeah. in the Pesci.
3: I also, I don't love this de-aging thing. I don't. Because I feel like there's this weird thing happening where Hollywood is not fostering the, like enough new talent? Like they are, they mm. are through TV, but not oh, through movies. Joe Alwyn's pretty good. <laughs> Joe Alwyn is the exception. We have it boy Joe Alwyn, and that is a blessing. It can't be in everything. It can't be in everything. So I feel like... we
1: have Elton Ehrenreich for
3: <laughs> <laughs> The brunette version. But I feel like instead of taking two up-and-coming actors and giving them amazing roles that would launch their career, they spent $100 million to make Robert De Niro and Al Pacino look younger. And it's not just smoothing but out I the just, wrinkles. They have to walk differently. They have to, like, I don't but know. But don't you
2: just want to see more of them in Martin Scorsese movies? So it's like as much as, whatever it takes. I don't care about
0: Robert De Niro anymore. Hmm. Whoa! <laughs> coming in. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yes, what you just did is way more emotion than he's put into a project since.
2: Admittedly, he's not when been in was, Silver Linings playbook. Let, let's just go through the last few movies oh boy. And see what you've actually seen. Oh boy. Uh, probably very little, admittedly. Exactly. Because he go. was great in uh, The Intern, for example. Uh, which, <gasps> oh, sure. Uh, filmmaker Quentin Nirantino will back me He was along. good in Joy, right? He was great in Joy. And uh, he was also in American Hustle, right? Yeah. A, a small role. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean...
2: So, uh, I didn't also good.
0: I didn't see Wizard of Lies. I was interested in I didn't that see one, really. Oh, the comedian. The comedian was yeah.
2: Terrible. Didn't see the comedian. Uh Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. Didn't see it. I heard he was great in it though.
0: No,
1: that's the thing. He's with both the comedian and Dirty Grandpa, he is not half assing it. See?
2: Maybe it's With De Niro, uh, you get the whole ass.
1: But there's also a lot of movies where at least there was a time in the early two thousands where you really didn't. There's a no, lot of I, that. I
2: completely agree. Maybe know, that's well, it. Well, maybe maybe like, I'm Heid
1: still. Zeke, Lately? City by the sea, that kind of stuff. Lately? De Niro's but, on point. But
3: this is my point, is like it's not a referendum on those actors specifically. I just feel like this kind of dovetails with like reboot culture, where we're scared to have new things, new people, new like, you know, so we just cling to these
0: old people. I think it depends on the project. Um I think it's in this instance where it's like clearly the movie itself is meant to be iconic you know and so the idea of like you said Scott uh, more of these actors not less um, especially as far as trying to get audiences not merely to see the movie but also to connect with it in like a deep way uh, having these these actors that we're familiar with but we're also familiar with uh, from Scorsese although not necessarily Pacino um, I feel like he's Trying to really capture, I'm reluctant to say nostalgia, but really
2: trying to capture our history yeah, it's, with these guys. It's that, and it's also, I think the movie, it's not like it takes place in two distinct time periods. It takes place over a long period of time, and you need to stay with the characters the whole time. And I, I mean, even when it's like two distinct time periods, you always lose something when you have two different actors. You're always like, you know, it feels like two separate stories. I, I, I actually
0: agree with that as well. Um, but what I will say is that. I'm not I'm not super thrilled about de-aging myself. Uh partially because I always ask you
1: to de-age yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's not working out for me, uh, I must say. But um but no, I will say that uh it's in a way, and maybe this is maybe I am <laughs> maybe I need to be de-aged, uh, because this <laughs> is gonna sound very old. Um Considering that a lot of that, many of the best films, not all of them, of course, uh, come about as a function of limitation. Uh, De aging is it comes out of the idea of a person saying, "I refuse to be limited." Yeah. Um, and so, in the same way that uh, I remember. We were talking. Uh, I forget if it was off mic. Uh, it was a while ago about Rogue One, and I remember I was talking with. That uh, was on mic. Okay, like was 35 it thirty five minutes? Ago. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I've been kind of fading into um, and Friend of the show and inexplicable fan favorite, uh, Jason. And I hate that you make me say that now. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a gun to his head. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, we were talking about the choice to have um, Peter Cushing. Uh, you right. know, in that and that it wound up being distracting but it's almost like well what are we going to do not have him's like yeah you don't have him he's dead i'm sorry just cast Charles Dance, you'll be fine. Right, but that was, uh, it's, like it's not like Peter Cushing's still alive
2: and they de-aged him, they just made a Peter Cushing.
0: Right, but what I mean to say is that, like, you just, t- here's what, you know what you don't have? You don't have a young Al Pacino, you don't have a young Robert De Niro, so you now may need to make some choices there. And they made a choice, and I think I'm, I'm mostly fine with it, but it is just this idea that, like, and I'm not opposed to CGI, it can be absolutely beautiful when used right, but at the same time, I like the idea that, well when you're a fan of Orson Welles then you know that how amazing things can come out of like improvisation working within your limitations uh and i feel like more and more especially when you have a 200 million dollar budget apparently it's just like yeah no n- there are no limitations just do it what, literally whatever you want to do and when it's someone like scorsese maybe that's for the best but i feel like in a larger sense it's just like no i want i want people to break through and, and i guess i'm come also thinking of
2: where like the age both de-aging and aging technology works so well in Benjamin Button and nobody's really done it like narr- made it, made it most, much narrative and emotional sense since then sure. and I feel like this movie could get there uh, possibly yeah uh,
1: nothing to do with what we're talking about but just speaking of Benjamin Button um, film comment on the website re-ran we a 2009 interview with David Fincher about oh, cool. Benjamin Button <laughs> And he was talking about because so much of it was finished digitally that DCP was his preferred presentation format. But he was saying, of course, we have to make a lot of film prints because so many theaters can't show digital. Right. And that was
2: only 10 years ago. And it seemed crazy. uh, Yeah, it was so crazy. Well, that was right on the cusp. That was like the year before the whole everything changed. Mm. All right. uh, Anything else on the first?
1: Yes.
3: Um, There's a new Trey Edward Schultz movie called Waves. Um, oh, right. It you has a, Sterling K. Brown and Lucas Hedges. It's,
1: mm. It comes at night in Christian.
3: Yep, um, Paradise Hills, which is like a weird sci-fi satire where women go to a resort in quotes to become like better versions of themselves. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there's also Earthquake Bird, which is uh, theaters November first, uh, Netflix November fifteenth, which is a thriller set in the '80s, directed by Wash Westmoreland, who did Still Alice and Colette, um, starring oh, cool. Alicia Vikander and Riley Keough.
2: We stand Colette around here. We wow. stand Colette and Riley Keough. Um, yeah. yeah, huge fan of hers.
1: Uh, and I guess I like Alicia Vikander. She's made a lot of bad movies, but it's not all her fault. Sure. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that one. Wow, yep. that's a great... That kept getting... I was like, er, <laughs> I
4: Earthquake Bird
1: on its face is just a great title for movie. Sure. Then you, got, you keep adding things. So yeah.
0: I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah,
3: it's based on a book, so if you want to get even more psyched, you can read the book. I don't know.
0: Jack yeah, um, Houston is not it. Sure. Sweet. Wow.
3: Um, there's also Burden, which is a true story of a guy who escaped from the KKK, starring mm. Garrett Hedlund, who I want to have a better career. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's great. Do, that's him? right.
0: Sorry, it's okay like i've i've referenced the class uh a lot um yeah like two years ago i was in a film marketing class with a woman who worked in marketing for like cbs films and so she just had all so she essentially she previewed like two years of movies for us um and but we didn't know when they were coming out and so like since then there's occasionally like a thing it's like when I when I saw the trailer for Gloria Bell for example I remember being like this looks familiar what is this I was like oh right this is my final project (laughs) I had to determine how to market Gloria Bell Um, and obviously, uh, didn't use your ideas (laughs) uh, yeah I guess not no my idea was uh, just bury it Um, (laughs) but uh, but yeah and so Burden was one that my uh, my teacher had very strong opinions on and being and I think she considered it uh, immoral oh oh well because she didn't like the idea of this character being like having a
2: redemptive arc I don't like that his name is Mike Burden well Well, it's a real guy that's not his fault yeah but they shouldn't call the movie Burden then
3: Okay, well.
2: It's got a, it's got a f- clever dual meaning. I know, that's what's uh, annoying about it.
3: <laughs> Listen, I'll forward your uh, complaints to the management. I can you. not know tell you.
2: But I, I
1: share, Julian, your feeling about Garrett Hedlund. I like him and I hope yeah. for the best for him. There's a movie that's playing Tiff this year called, uh, I just looked it up, Dirt Music, yep. with him and Kelly McDonald and David Wenham uh, that I'm really hoping is good yeah. because it's, I like that whole cast. And it's directed by Gregor Jordan who made 2001's Buffalo Soldiers with, uh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and
0: oh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah, Ed Harris, right, yeah. Yeah, super uh, uh, dark comedy. Yeah, Burden is like that movie, Loving, where yeah. it's like, right. that was their last name. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> well, let's hope for But Burden's again, it's sake like, that that's that their
3: real name. What are you going to do? Yeah. Different title. Different title? Okay. Just change it. forward to your retroactive complaints to
0: the manager. Change it to Burden.
3: <laughs> okay. The um, <laughs> there's also the new Errol Morris, um, American Dharma, where he interviews Steve Bannon. Controversial. And that was controversial because it was like, is this giving him a platform? And it's like, well, not if he makes himself look like an asshole. And kind of, that was the whole thing. But it's getting, it's coming out. Um, there's also a movie called Light from Light, which is an artsy movie about paranormal investigators with Jim again. Oh, wow. I'm not just playing Mad Libs. That's real. Okay. Um, there's also an animated movie called Arctic Dogs. I want to see some Arctic dogs. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that. All time.
1: right, moving on to November eighth, uh, and I'll start with the one I've seen, Honey Boy. I saw at Sundance this year. Um yeah, it's pretty good. That's, yeah. how, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. But I do. I want I, to. I, I embrace any chance to talk about how much I uh, have come to love Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I've always been a Shia LaBeouf fan, um, and I feel like he needs to. And I, and I think for a lot of people, he has. But I, I still hear. I was at the Comic-Con the Leonard Maltin panel and and it was people like uh, challenging Leonard Maltin on his opinions on movies and Leonard Maltin famously liked kingdom of the crystal skull right I, mm-hmm. I never saw that but someone was challenging him and one of his main points of contention about how could you like this movie was just it has Shia LaBeouf in it no. not like oh, yeah. That's I know and, and, but there, I think there's still that like because there's I, I forget because I only talk to people like me when it comes to movies I forget that there are still people who feel that way about like Kristen Stewart and Robert Patton right crazy yeah. to me yeah to me Sh- Shia LaBeouf is on that same I understand why people got annoyed with him he was a ta- he was tabloid fodder for a long time especially when he was a drunk he was really causing problems yeah. a lot of places but he but just now, got
3: out of rehab I think
1: oh is it that recent yeah um, and he's always been a good actor he, yeah. he's, well, whatever he's, I think he's a pretty phenomenal actor actually I look forward to to everything and he plays essentially his own father Honey Boy is a movie right. very loosely and he wrote based. it uh, yeah is that right Yeah, I think so okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but someone else directed it right uh, yes uh, Alma Harrell is yeah. that her name yeah um, uh yeah so it's based loosely on his own childhood uh and his relationship with he with his father he lived in a he lived in a motel with his father while he was shooting those uh Nickelodeon or Disney channel I don't know hmm. even don't know
3: Stevens excuse
1: I me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these things are but when he was shooting those shows and so uh yeah Shia Buff playing his own father um It's yeah, it's a really good performance in a in a
0: like I said, pretty good movie. I also still think of Shia LaBeouf as young, and so the idea that like regardless of what they're doing with his facial hair and makeup, like the idea that he's he's he's, balding in the movie, yeah, yeah, like him playing, it's like you're like four years older than Lucas Hedges. I know he's not. (laughs) I know he probably is. He's closer to our age, I yeah, think, Yeah, yeah, I think he's old enough to be his father, but, like, I and still think of him as young. the kid's
1: young. He's, like, a yeah. 10-year-old boy. Yeah, so he could... And this is, you know, the kind of guy who probably started getting women sure. at the age of 16. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know?
4: Whoa.
1: Just a real
0: piece <laughs> yeah. of human trash. Is that the point you're making?
1: I mean, the movie does not show him in a particularly <laughs> <Right>. great light. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you've also got an uh, acting debut of um, musical artist FKA Twigs.
4: Uh, in I've movie. been waiting
1: for that. And we've <laughs> got uh, uh, a brief uh, but a good term from uh, Clifton Collins Jr.
0: Finally, a return to respectability. Yeah,
1: a little bit more screen time than he got in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> in which he literally has no <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: That was, that was rough. Um,
1: all right, and then also on November
2: 8th, oof, Doctor Sleep. Uh, I know. I don't uh, I'm, in, I'm intrigued, but...
3: <sighs> the sequel it's, to The Shining, for those who right. don't know.
2: Yeah, but it has Ewan McGregor, which, like... Firm ceiling on how good that can be,
1: but it has Rebecca Ferguson. So, so Does have
2: Rebecca Ferguson? Uh, oh, I like her, but I, I like to, I like, Ewan like. McGregor. When was the last time you were like, "You and McGregor bringing it"? Um, last days in the desert. I thought I thought he was. Great oh in yeah, that. I thought yes, he was totally fine. Third. I think you're
0: totally fine. Yeah, I know that, but, but like, I mean, like physically, I think you're well, like totally you fine. Stand, <laughs> stand oh, that's, down, that's stand last down. Because I was going to go back to yeah. uh, Down with Love, which is
1: great. I still haven't seen that. That was a long time ago. That one's really up your alley, though. I know Uh, that is your kind of
0: movie. Yeah. um, Okay. Yeah, I guess if I, I remember I liked uh, him in. I thought he was very good in Haywire. Uh, I think he's actually a very reliable actor. He's Um, he's reliably fine. Our kind of traitor was kind of a cool B,
1: like spy movie, based on on a John le Carre uh, novel. He plays the
2: Hitchcockian every man roped into a spy. uh, classic deal. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Blank enough to be an everyman. What did you I know just miss here? Uh, I was doing a leg shaky thing and it was ah. annoying her.
0: <laughs> um... And then actually, the movie that I don't care for, Miles Ahead, he's actually quite good
2: in see, that. I disagree. I thought. I thought. It, it, I thought he really worked. I think he really is the white guy they needed to make that movie.
3: I forgot he was in that. So. Right?
2: Anybody else see Jack the Giant Slayer? No, I missed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just said it so I could say it that way. No, I understand. Uh, all right. Uh, what else? I didn't on... see
2: Beginners. Is he good in Beginners? He's pretty good. He's in beginners, pretty good. Yeah. Beginners is. I don't know. Yeah. I love 20th Century Women I, I dug Beginners like. Beginners Beginners is, Beginner is greater it's, than symbol 20th Century Women I feel like it's it's way too self-conscious it's, it's I feel way that, too Definitely feel that way about 20th Century Women
1: but it I don't know it has a little like the 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 whole, the whole thing with the dog is too cutesy. there's too much cutesy <laughs> stuff in Beginners uh 20th Century Women feels a little more I guess just uh Autobiographical and less I mean I mean it is. They both, both are, both are. <laughs> <But he feels laughs> that's a strange
2: comment to make about the But two what I'm movies.
1: saying is I'm saying that in a good way, okay. beginners feels like he's putting these uh, the these sort of like self conscious
2: like layers between himself and the material. And I think those layers are more revealing than uh his okay theoretically that's a, more naked Twenty uh, Century Room. That's
1: uh, an interesting point of view. I, <laughs> I disagree with it. Uh, I like 20th Century Room better. Okay,
2: what else do we have on the eleven? Or um, the eight, but Do we have anything else to say about Dr. Sleep? We just talked about you and McGregor. Oh, Peter. yeah. Uh, the trailer looks cool, but only because it has parts that look like The Shining, and The Shining's super cool. Yeah, yeah
0: like, I, it, it makes me wonder, and, of course, with oh. a book, this is easier to do, but when it comes to a movie, it's just like, what does it even mean to be the sequel to The Shining when... Aside from the source material, th- it has nothing in common with well, it.
2: Well, wasn't it? This is also based on a book, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that, and it's like the Shining movie is so abstract and strange, and like right. all the attempts to compare it to the novel. Like, I haven't read the novel, but it seems so pointless because it's so very much its own object that, like, yeah. even moment to moment, it feels divorced from any sense of narrative or. But if yeah. this is based on a book, then it's a sequel to The Shining. The book, yes. right? But they're using the iconography from the movie, so like they want oh, that whole tie I'm in there. Surprise! Stephen King signed off on that. Well, you know, Stephen King got to eat. Um, no, he wrote the sequel. Right, but yeah. yeah, But he signed
1: off on them using oh, the, the like the Kubrick. Cooper game oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize it was directed by uh, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Mike yeah, Flanagan, who's much like Noah Hawley. He's the current right <laughs> it, it boy. But at least he's made movies before. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, but Gerald well, Game I, and
2: Hush. Yeah, I dug Gerald's codes. game, even though it got bogged down in dumb Stephen King mythology stuff that I hate. Um, which um, I'm kind of nervous okay. about with Doctor Sleep as well. And then
1: uh, everyone loved the Netflix series, and Michael Mike Flanagan. Pit. I know it's supposed to be great. Haunting, Haunting of Hill House. Um, I didn't see it, so but uh, yeah, that actually the Mike Flanagan, just Mike Flanagan's reputation, even though I haven't seen any of this stuff, sure. makes me a little bit more uh, curious. I also heard d- good stuff about Oculus. Oh yeah, that's right. That was yeah, that was earlier.
4: Okay.
1: Um, what else do we have on the eighth?
3: Um, well again another midweek one for some reason november 6th is marriage story the new noah bomb yeah, that's yeah. the theatrical release and then wow. it comes out on netflix on december 6th which is the longest theatrical window netflix is giving any of its movies ever which is a little strange um but we the, did it guys we did it but this cast though adam driver laura dern scarlett johansson alan alda ray liotta yeah. like it goes on
2: wallace sean oh man
3: yeah i'm so stoked yeah it-
2: it, oh, I mean, Julie, I haven't watched the trailer or anything, but it, uh, just the cast alone and Noah Bombach's been on. Like, he never. Uh, he's at that point where I thought he would have tapered off, but he keeps getting yeah. better. Yeah. Julie Haggerty's in it. That's oh, nice. wow. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. We, we stand Bombach in, in our house for sure. <laughs> um, like, I think people really slept on Meyerowitz stories. Yeah. yeah Netflix
2: did. really botched the release of that. Netflix that was an incredible, it, incredible movie.
3: And Dustin Hoffman had just been. semi-me-tooed. That's right. It was just a bad, bad timing all around, but it's really good. Adam Sandler's so good. So good. Everyone's so good. Yeah. Um, And then back to the eighth, we have Last Christmas, which is written by Emma Thompson, um, directed by Paul Feig. Feet, right. feet, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes, um, right. and it has uh, Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, who's very handsome. Just I think it looks there. charming. I think it looks charming. Yeah, that's a good pedigree. There's also conspiracy theories about it. Have you guys no. like heard the conspiracy theory? No. Basically, the trailer is very straightforward. It's a it's around Christmas. It's like a meet cute romance. But I'm not going to say what the conspiracy theories are in case they turn out to be true. But basically. Okay. People think there's a whole, there's gonna be a huge twist, is all. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. So,
1: who knows? Looking forward to finding out. Uh, I'm a big Amelia Clark fan.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she sings in it a little bit.
1: Oh. No. Did I? anyone else here see me before you? I did. She was pretty good she's she makes the movie it makes the movie I think well yeah, yeah. as far as <laughs> yeah. that goes
3: yeah um side anecdote about that uh, I was talking to a friend once and she was trying to remember the name of that movie and she's like he was in that movie what's it called hold my wheelchair
4: <laughs> 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 yeah
3: um there's also Midway the new Roland Emmerich joint um <sighs> Has a huge, um, oh, go ahead.
2: It has a huge ensemble, but of names you, like, kind of care about. Yeah. And so the trailer's really funny, because it does this, like, boom, 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 boom. And it's, like, the names are just, uh, going down the list as, like, each beat goes on. But each name you, like, care less about than <laughs> the last one. You're just like, oh, that, that that's like what a, we're building up like to. It's like a, um, who? Like, Gerard like, Butler? That Mandy type of? Moore. It's that type of guy, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mandy Moore. I think an Aaron Eckhart is in Aaron there. Aaron Eckhart. Okay, so you got Patrick Wilson. Luke Evans, Dennis Quaid. Uh, Evan. I should have said Luke Evans. Luke yeah. Evans is perfect for this. Yeah, I've,
0: yeah. I've, I, he's he's an actor that I have never really cared for. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid, Ed Screen. Screen? Um, is that Scra- how you say it? Screen? Uh, Woody Harrelson. He's an actor I like. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mandy Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I see what you mean. The
3: Emmy nominee Aaron Mandy Candy Moore, though.
0: Oh, Darren, Nick, Darren Nick Jonas. The, you know what? The fact that oh, Nick like Jonas Darren is Chris. in this... Uh, Makes this feel all the more like, like the cut rate uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. They got their uh,
3: own boy yeah. band heartthrob. Yeah,
0: Roland Roland Emmerich has found uh, a new better director to emulate, or you know, try <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. So um, all
2: right, never um, liked a Roland Emmerich movie. Not, there's not one that I like. Good call. Yeah, huh? No. I think 2012 I like the best. I never saw that one. It's it's pretty silly. You gotta like a movie that has two scenes of a plane taking off as the ground's falling. (laughs) (laughs) They do that two times.
1: Uh, Anybody here see Anonymous? Nope. I was so intrigued by it, but not. Oh, because he's like a Shakespeare
3: truther or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. He's also though. I always make sure because I like to talk shit about Roland Emmerich. I always make sure to to put points in his column. He's one of the leading advocates and has been for before it was a cause celeb for. Um, There being a stunt category at the Oscars, he's
2: been one of the guys at the forefront of that for decades at this point. 2012 also has a moment where a chicken does a double take, (laughs) (laughs) which I was all about. So Um, that's clearly the guy to direct Stonewall
0: in 2015, which he did. Um, I remember. um, I mean, there are things that I uh, there. uh, Of course. I haven't seen it in a while in earnest, but like there are things about independence day I that I like from it. just, I didn't, I didn't love it even at the time. Yeah. Um, but there are things I remember liking Will Smith, but sure. he's a very likable person and it just, I, maybe it's just that I respond to certain members of the cast. Sure. Um, more so than the film itself. Um, all right, we're moving
1: on. Uh, a couple more things.
3: There's Playing with Fire, which is John Cena and Keegan Michael Key are like firefighters who have to take care of kids for some reason. Oh um, boy. The trailer has a lot of people getting, what, what was it, like kicked in the groin, I think, exactly. was a major component. Um, also, uh, in theaters and then on Netflix a week later is uh, Klaus, Klaus. I don't know, because it's with a K, but it's an animated Christmas movie. Klaus. Yeah. Right? Yeah, probably Klaus. Because, like, guys, get this. They're going to have a new take on Santa. You think you know everything about Santa? Finally. I'm kind of done with these Santa origins. Like, yeah. we get it. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, that's it for that day.
1: I feel like it's kind of not for you as an adult woman. <laughs> I'm
3: just saying, like, even for kids, they're probably sick of it. I don't know. How many Santa takes do you need?
1: Like, but, like, there are always new kid like... To you, they keep making them. <laughs> to you, the Christmas Chronicles or whatever just right. happened, but there's a whole like generation who's like, "Oh, that's that was forever again. Yeah. I guess yeah. so, because uh, that's how it feels when you're when you're a kid. Guess um, so. Moving on to the fifteenth, then, yeah, I will start with the one that I've seen, which is the report. Which um, man did I go in with my guard up because this type of like post traffic sure. trafficky type movie, um, uh, I don't tend to like. I really didn't like Syriana, uh, and this one won me over. It just uh, is it's about the torture report or the enhanced interrogation techniques report. Um, Adam driver is the lead of the movie. He's the guy who, uh, was a Senate aide to Diane Feinstein, I think. Yeah. Who is played by Anna Penning. Mm. Um, and he's the guy who, uh, uh, was heading up the report for years. And so it, it, goes through him researching the, uh, you know, Bush era and enhanced interrog- interrogation techniques. um, and you see flashbacks to those actually, uh, those things actually happening. And then the movie all goes on to be about how difficult it will. Cause the movie, the thing has never been published. They published like a very redacted summary of it. Um, and I think it's set to be, I think 2028 is when we're going to be actually allowed to, to see it, uh, the full report. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's a it, it has that very traffic Syriana type of like, uh, it's a whole bunch of small scenes, but, um, it, 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 it really works. It's really uh, the Adam Driver performance really um, holds it together. The movie is also very angry uh, in a lot sure. of ways um, because it's uh, you. You know, he's he's a Democrat. He's the Adam Driver's character. He works for a Democrat. And so a lot of the push he's getting at the time is from the Republican Party. And then it becomes this whole other frustration when the Obama administration right. uh, takes over, and their whole thing is "let's move on, Right. Let's just sweep this." Man. And so John Hamm plays um, one of Obama's chiefs of staff. I forget which one, uh, and he's kind of Dennis McDonough. Uh, Dennis McDonough, and he's kind of one of the uh, one of he's one of many kind of smarmy now
2: villains uh in this movie uh yeah i, I re- really liked it Lots so of good the director ones. of the debut of scott c burns who mm-hmm. wrote the informant contagion side effects uh and also uh the laundromat for that matter
1: okay so that's the report uh, moving on to things I haven't seen The Lodge this is in Frankie territory I just wrote down the name of a movie that's coming out I have um, no idea what it is well <laughs> it
3: also has Riley Keogh. Um, All right. it's a horror movie by the directors of Goodnight Mommy if that
1: okay. matters to anybody I Goodnight Mommy Goodnight Mommy's okay
3: um, okay
1: okay but Riley Keough
0: yeah oh yeah I saw the trailer for this it looks yeah. cool Alicia Silverstone isn't it ooh huh I like her
3: too Return to Respectability I know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really it started as a joke yeah it's a real thing I exactly. know it's a real thing
1: um, wasn't she in The Killing of a Sacred Deer? Am I? You know what? I think she was. Yeah, she was. She's the kid's mom, right? Yeah, yeah. that's you right. You're thinking of totally Nicole
3: Kidman, I believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally
2: forgot about that, but you're right.
1: Uh, okay. Um, also on the 15th Ford v.
2: Ferrari. Yeah. 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 Um, Good old guys being guys movie, right? (laughs) Okay. Classic dad movie. I Cars. It kind of is in the
1: sense that I Men confronting themselves but not fully able to. I have forgotten who was in it and who directed it.
3: Um James James Mangolds, Matt Damon, Christian Bale.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be terrific, right?
3: Yeah. It has a budget Hmm. of a hundred million dollars, which is kind of wild. cars go real fast. They do go real fast. I saw an article that was like guys don't worry, adult dramas are back and their evidence was just this movie. So guys, <laughs> the adult drama is saved. So
2: exciting. Tracy Letts is in it. Tracy Letts. Josh yeah. Lucas, who doesn't work enough, he's great. He's been doing Christian films, I believe. Oh, drag, yeah. man. Yeah. He was so good in The Mend and then nobody saw. And... Yeah, He was in,
1: last year, he was in What They Had.
3: Yeah, we saw that. Right?
4: Oh, yeah.
2: He's only like, he's yeah in it's good movie. Yeah. back in LA. Yeah, he was in So Little That Movie that I forgot, but yeah, yeah. yeah. good movie. Yeah, I really like that movie. Here's um, the thing. John Bernthal is in this film
0: who huh. I don't care for. Yeah. Lot, oh, I like But it. maybe he's balanced out by Ray McKinnon who I do like a lot. Hey, there I like you it. Go. This is a great
1: cast. Uh, James Mangold, when he's good, can be really good. Yeah. Um, I think he's a pretty strong director overall. I feel like, uh, I, I, I don't know, I'm just going on my instinct
2: not looking at his filmography but I feel like he's a... Hit or miss. Yeah. Logan, Wolverine, Night and Day, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, Identity. That's, that's, with this getting the territory I haven't seen. I've seen Copland. That's the yeah. only thing pre Walk the Line that I've seen. Okay. Most of the things you named, I haven't seen. Now they um,
1: I like 310 to Yuma. Identity, uh, oh, Kate and Leopold, not very good. Girl Interrupted, not a fan. Copland, I like. Heavy, his directorial debut, I like. Uh, and like. The Rare Star Turn from Pruitt Taylor Vince.
3: I feel like, um, Matt Damon's been been struggling a little lately hasn't been picking the right roles hasn't been out there as much but I I wanted to succeed I like Matt Damon
1: sure sure
3: he's great I feel like we take um, it for granted
1: oh well, he can be a bit of a problematic fave He tends to put his foot in his mouth he does a but lot.
3: it's like you can trace the steps and see that it he he doesn't actually he isn't actually a terrible person he just goofed and it he keeps happening mm-hmm. but like usually if you look at the broader context of what he was saying it's not as bad I don't know
0: context <laughs>
1: um, that's not on, what we do here okay, fair. On to the good liar the new film from Bill Condon talk about a hit and miss director Yeah, um, starring Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen that's right I, I saw like a trailer for this and it looks so fascinating he plays the con artist which Ooh. I buy
3: he's trying Watch to out. like Seems swindle so. Helen Mirren out of her money yeah. but guys I don't think she's gonna go for it
0: it's really, I mean, I I imagine they're not going to make her out to be uh, this doddering old woman or anything like this, but just the two of them together and yeah. the idea that she probably is conned for a while before she picks up on him, but probably doesn't let him know it. And just that, that back That's a and good forth vibe. is really exciting to me. And I tend to like Bill Condon when he works with Ian McKellen. Um, Fair enough. Gods and Monsters. I think he did Mr. Holmes as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes is good. All right. Um, I remember liking Kinsey. I, I did like Kinsey. I was just yeah. thinking about that the other
1: day. And then I haven't seen any of the Twilight movies, but I know people uh, did kind of like the last one that he made. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so that's the Good Liar, also on eleven fifteen. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I just saw the trailer for this.
2: Looks pretty fun. Yeah, Gotta it's say.
3: directed by Elizabeth Banks, who did the best Pitch Perfect, right?
2: Easily the best p- Pitch Perfect. And is, what is that saying? I know. I, <laughs> mean, I don't know. I, I, I only, only saw the first. Most edit. tepid yeah. praise, but it's it's actually a pretty good. But movie. like, she's I been know. in
3: so many things over such a long period of time that like, I think I trust her instincts. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And we all love, we all stand Kristen Stewart in this yes. here, of course. But mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a different side of her kind of like it's her like doing comedy and like letting loose and being like well, and like you
2: know she hasn't had a role where she's had a lot of swagger I feel like yeah she seems to have a lot of swagger in this movie and that's very charming um
1: so here's something that I'm noticing oh wow I didn't realize sorry I didn't realize this was a Kristen Stewart Sam Claflin reunion
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> From the Snow White, Snow White and the Huntsman? Obviously. obviously, thing we're all so excited about um, As I'm looking at the cast, one thing that I'm noticing is that Elizabeth Banks is credited as, uh, credited as Bosley, Yes, she plays as Lee. is Patrick Stewart and yeah. German Huntsu. There's multiples. That's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it might be the only thing I wind up liking in the movie. Sure. But that's enough for yeah. me.
1: Look at this. Matt Faxon. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Tucker. Noah Centineo. The internet loves him. Yeah. Who is that?
3: It's the internet's boyfriend.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like this with Banks. I like their own career enthusiasm. <laughs> sure. Do you remember that? A little bit. <laughs> um, when uh, Jeff loses his Dodgers cap, I think it is. <laughs> And then Larry sees it up on the roof. He's like, there's the hat. And then she goes, let's call the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what else do we have on the 15th?
3: On the 15th, there are two movies that Netflix bought at Cannes that are coming out in theaters and then being released onto Netflix two weeks later. One is I Lost My Body, which is a French animation about a severed hand trying to reunite with its body. Sounds cool. extremely French. Yeah, but it's like, I don't think it's a horror movie or anything, but right, I think course. it's very French. Um, there's also Atlantics. Mm, yeah, um, this is supposed to
2: be really good. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's, I was trying to read the plot synopsis, It they said a uh, supernatural drama romance that's kind of that the vibe touches on labor issues. Right. Okay. Um, it won the Grand Prix, which is second place at Cannes, they don't like to call it that, but that's what it is. Um, it was the first film by a black female director to compete at Cannes, um, and yeah, people really we're into it. Um, there's also a documentary called "Recorder: The Marion Stokes Project," which is a documentary about a woman who recorded everything that aired on TV onto VHS tapes for 30 years.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh. And like it, like tore her family apart, understandably. <laughs> but that sounds fascinating. So, if ever yeah.
0: there was a queen of
1: TV, I think we <laughs> yeah. found her. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so we're we moving on to the 22nd. Yes.
0: Um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm looking forward to it we yeah. like marila Heller, yeah, yeah, that I mean, I think Tom Hanks will do great, uh, but it's her involvement that makes
2: me much more interested, yeah. You
3: guys? Yeah, I'm looking no forward to it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what's your What's your beak with about it. No, it's more just like the setup where it's not really about Mr. Rogers. It's about this journalist who goes to interview Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And it's the journalist is a little cynical. He doesn't really get Mr. Rogers' whole deal. But by the end, I'll bet he reunites with his kid or whatever. My <laughs> week. My week with Mr. Rogers. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just anything to get Mr. Rogers on the screen, but not dive in too deep because we didn't. He's either not going to be interesting enough character or be too problematic for it to be a perception of Mr. Rogers and just, like, like real have your cake and eat it too, Cinema.
1: I like your prediction. If there's a scene where he cuts his interview with Fred Rogers short to go make his daughter's dance recital <laughs> uh, just I will wait. Issue. Uh, but uh, I feel like you get too hung off on what movies are about it's about <laughs> being directed by Mario Heller That's it's not what they're about
3: it's how I they're about well again
2: them. I say no comment to that
3: but it also oh, has man. Matthew Reese he plays the journalist and he was amazing on the Americans I don't know if we have mm-hmm. Americans people classic, in the house like
2: the guy was great on TV so we give him the least interesting role in a movie Justin Throw does this all the time <laughs> John Hand does this all the time Matthew how dare you Brian Cranston does this all Reese the time Matthew Reese was in the post yeah, yeah. not terribly interesting he played interesting. Uh, Ellsberg right yeah. not
1: terribly interesting
3: okay I will not stand for this
1: uh, Frozen 2 comes out in, uh, on the 22nd mm. I don't really
3: listen Sorry I know about. it's cool to hate on Frozen
0: I like Frozen okay, I was go. hating I on don't... Frozen immediately Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. I think we saw an early screening of yeah. Frozen and I was yeah. like eh. I wrote a negative review of it assuming i wouldn't be alone uh and then <laughs> i was just like oh much oh, less much less i didn't think he was going to like take the world by storm uh oh storm um but yeah it's uh yeah I don't I don't I care about the sequel I just
3: loved it because it was about sisters and I feel like there's a surprising dearth of movies that I feel really convey the sister relationship mm. with like honesty and emotion I know it's a shame there aren't good ones oh my god!
1: <laughs> alright
4: I don't know
3: Whatever. <laughs> anyway.
1: Also coming out on the 22nd, um, I'm cautiously optimistic about the rhythm section.
3: It That I, got moved. Oh, it did? It got moved to January, so you might want to dial Harsh. back the oh. optimism.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't like Reed Morano's last movie at all. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Peter Dinklage and Elle Fanning?
3: I think we're alone
1: now. I think we're alone. I didn't care about <laughs> it at gonna all. I was going to say, we're trapped
2: in a basement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this stars Blake Lively, Jude Law, and Sterling K. Kay Brown all cool. people that I like uh, and it's about, so. I know it's not coming to January yeah, but I love this premise a woman seeks revenge against those who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family all right. so it's a revenge movie <laughs> about uh, a plane crash but it seems like on a pretty big scale <laughs> they orchestrated a plane crash like the bad guys in escape room uh, <laughs> deep cut <laughs> kind of a spoiler um Anyway, uh, and what else do you have on the 22nd?
3: Um, I have 21 Bridges, which is a thriller with Chadwick Boseman oh, right, yeah. that used to be called 17 Bridges. So they <laughs> thought we were worth an extra I hope four no bridges.
4: <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I, hope the, <laughs> I hope the number of bridges is referenced frequently and they've had to overdub it every time.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like thought I was losing my mind because I was like working on it at work and I saw a poster for it. I'm like, no, that's supposed to be 17. And then I kept checking. I'm like, no, it's 21 now.
0: They added four bridges. I just imagine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a deep marketing meeting there. People don't care about fewer than 20 bridges anymore.
0: That's the thing is I imagine these executives sitting in the screening room like something. Yeah. It needs something. We need bigger stakes. It needs more, (laughs) but just a little more. (laughs) Yep. Oh, <laughs> um, man. That's so funny.
3: Yep. Glad I wasn't the only one amused by that. Um, also, the new Todd Haynes just got dated for that oh, weekend. That's right. um, Called Dark Waters. It's a true story of a lawyer who fought the DuPont chemical empire. Um, stars Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, Tim Robbins, Bill Camp, among Mark others. Ruffalo
2: loves that DuPont. Yeah. What? Foxcatcher. Yeah. DuPont. Oh, That's yeah. The right
3: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
2: Here's where I'm going uh, <laughs> to He doesn't play
3: anyone with that name in this one, though.
2: Well, um, neither did he in Foxcatcher.
1: Yeah. Oh, true. He okay. played one of the Foxcatcher brothers,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bill brother.
1: Foxcatcher.
2: Bro- so, yep. It was Foxcatcher. Here's
1: where I'm going to be a hypocrite. I love Todd Haynes, but Todd Haynes making his a uh, civil action. I'm a little bit bored by the premise and by the title, which previously I think was Dry Run, Dry which Run. Is a better title. That has a better title than Dark Waters because it, it makes me think it's a sequel to Dark Water. The I said the same uh, thing. Walter Sayas yeah. horror movie starring yes. Jennifer Connelly and John C. Riley
0: about evil water. Yeah, I like that movie. Didn't see it. Uh, anyway, but, uh, yeah, I'll see. It is Todd Haynes. But, sure. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is, like, rather than, as as we were talking about a moment ago, like, the premise is, yeah, completely, you know, who gives a shit boilerplate. But, uh, but the idea that I, I'm interested in Todd Haynes tackling that and probably classing up the joint a bit.
3: Yeah. And some of his premises on paper aren't a ton, but then he actually gets in there and sure. right. works his magic and then they become something.
1: And who's Anne Hathaway?
3: Yeah, Anne Hathaway's in it. Robin I love Anne Hathaway, so yeah, that's a big sure. selling point for me. Bill Camp, again. Nice,
0: um, there you
3: go. Yeah, and th- there's more people I was just kind of getting the top names there yeah
0: a lot of good ones hang on now hang on now <laughs> uh bill pullman isn't it nice uh victor garber day. return to respectability of bill pullman yeah uh okay. william jackson harper who i love uh, in the good place uh mayor winning midsummer too or he's in midsummer <laughs> they haven't made a midsummer too yet <laughs> well that director's cut coming out yeah i guess yeah. um but uh mayor Winningham, who i haven't seen in quite a while uh but yeah that's a good cast
3: yeah. I never know who everyone's like fave actors are gonna be, so I right. try to just like
1: do the best I can here.
0: Yeah, well in this
1: house we stand
3: <laughs> Don't list them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, Gugu and Batara, Anne Hathaway, Blake Lively and that. clearly Bill Camp we do yeah. tend yeah, yes. to yeah. yeah sorry I, I was thinking yeah. only we're all on the, board with Bill Camp here the very talented and beautiful woman that I also
0: have a crush on <laughs> <laughs> the young ingenues
3: yeah um, also in November 22nd the final film of Anya's Varda um, which is called Varda by Agnes
2: yeah a bunch of people say it's pretty much just a TED talk by her but uh, game on sure. board yeah. if my TIFF schedule works out it'll be the first thing I
1: see nice literally at TIFF
3: and yeah, that's it for the twenty second.
1: Uh, moving on to the twenty seventh, Thanksgiving. So
3: Thanksgiving, yeah.
1: Ryan Johnson's *Knives Out*.
0: I'm interested. I
3: am yeah. very excited. It looks I like, like a Johnson. lot of
0: fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good movies. Yeah.
3: yeah, but it's like great an, an yeah. Agatha Christie style movie,
2: Bloom, right? In most movies, yeah, that's true about the Brothers of Bloom.
3: But yeah, has a great cast. Has. Yeah it's like a whodunit i'm I'm here
0: for the tone is what is really striking me because he has a type of sense of humor but i don't think he's made made anything as overtly funny as this but of course it can't be purely funny because it's also going to be quite horrifying i imagine in some in some cases and i don't just mean like murder i mean like the way the characters relate to each other just sounds very tense i'm excited nice
1: uh, I am excited about Queen and Slim.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it uh, looks
1: Disney, super cool. Um, directed by Melina Matsoukas.
2: Just got announced for AFI Fest opening night. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't know they announced anything. That's great. They're diverging Just opening from night. films that only appeal to me and 70-year-old men. <laughs> Taking a sharp turn.
1: Um, yeah. But in, oh God, in this house, we stand Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> um, Bokeem Woodbine. I love Bokeem Woodbine. Mm-hmm. Who that? Um, you'll know if you see him. You'll know him. Right. He has a very distinctive look. That is a very distinctive look. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, I don't know why the stuff that's coming to mind is not. This always happens, right? That he was in like uh, the big was, hit. Like uh, I
0: remember him. But being he, in the big he was pit. in
1: um, what's the terrible David Mamet William H Macy movie? Edmund. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, Edmund. Yeah, he's yeah. Matt. Terrible. See it. But he got. Uh, he went. For a certain class of people, he went from. He graduated from Hey It's That Guy status because apparently he had a terrific role on season two of Fargo, I think. Okay. I I watched it. I watched the uh, first
2: few episodes of season two of Fargo. Um,
1: uh, Yeah, so. uh, Sorry, Queen and Slim, a couple's first date, takes an unexpected turn when a police officer pulls them over. Um, Yeah. And they go on the run. uh, What's that? They go on the run. Yeah, it's
3: supposed to be like a Bonnie and Clyde riff. It's
1: written by. Lean Away, away based yeah. on a story by the shamed James Fry. Oh. um You know the main little piece this yeah. guy, yeah, because he made up oh. his memoir. Right, I don't care. Yeah, who cares? This thing, If you read the book and it affected you, yeah, you still had that. Experience. just wrote a good book. Yeah, what do you? What do I care? Well, I think a lot of people
3: were like Oprah, then him why on the
1: carpet and forced, <laughs> literally forced him to apologize to her on on, on yeah TV. I know.
3: I think a lot of people were like, if it's just a good book, then just sell it as fiction.
2: That would be people just don't like being duped. Get over yourselves. Yeah, I get duped every day. Yes, I'm very gullible, and I'm just used to it now.
1: See, I may disagree with you on a lot of your opinions so far this episode <laughs> but we are simpatico on this <laughs> uh what else do you have on the on Thanksgiving day um
3: another newly dated Netflix one this comes out in theaters over Thanksgiving and then goes on Netflix on December 20th um the new movie by Fernando Mar- there we yes. go um The Two Popes it's about it's based on a play and it's about the transition of power between Benedict and Francis played by Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price sounds dope
0: and Jonathan Price like that thing was just that was gonna happen sooner or later uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. he so
1: much like him. Um, yeah, this is on my Tiff maybe schedule. I do like mm-hmm. Fernando Moraes. I
2: like the Constant Gardener especially a lot. Mm-hmm. But that was like—I mean, I haven't seen anything he's made sense, But were they good? I feel like they weren't good.
1: I, that's how I feel about City of God—is it probably
2: doesn't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I never loved City of God that much, but Constant Gardener is pretty strong. So yeah, I always I hoped I he would come them. back around. He but made also, blindness and three sixty true. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about 360. It was so bad. I didn't see it. I did forget about that. At the same
3: time, though, I don't want to jinx it, but it is just a play about two guys sitting there talking. So it's like, how much can you mess it up?
1: You know?
3: (laughs) know? I mean, I don't know.
1: All right. Um, What else? Do you have Anything else on Thanksgiving?
3: Uh, No. I suspect there will be more because that's a big, like, awards corridor, and so probably some Toronto or Venice pickups will land there. So do
1: you have anything else for November, then? Some November Um, DVDs or... No. Okay, so on to December. Uh, December 6th is going to be a great weekend because two movies that I'm very much looking forward to are coming out. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Hell, Hell yeah. Big Super pumped. at Cannes.
3: Yes, it won Best Screenplay and The Queer Palm. The what? The Queer Palm.
2: I didn't know that was a... It's like an ancillary prize. I don't, is it given by the festival?
3: Um, That I am less sure of. it's like of. The
2: Palm Dog. I mean, not to equate queer cinema with... <laughs> dogs but uh, that would
3: be an honor in my mind <laughs> right. i love the. I, I think it's work. like
2: given by some group yeah
3: Anyway, it's very well received yeah. um i saw the directors uh she directed girlhood which i didn't that's love, right yeah she promised though yeah it was like visually very yeah, striking totally. and i really love the actress uh what's adele hanel is yeah name?
2: she's, she's awesome. great
3: she's like she's in, in all, every french movie in now movie. okay yeah she was in um bpm
2: yeah oh okay
3: yeah so she's a lead and it's like uh, queer romance in the uh, old timey times I believe
2: yeah as yeah. they call them old timey times and
1: then another movie coming on the 6th that I'm uh, excited about is The Aeronauts because it's directed by Tim uh, sorry Tom Harper there we go um, <laughs> who uh, earlier this year uh, saw the US release of Wild Rose yeah. yep. uh, which is one of my favorite movies to be Released in 2019 so far. Yeah. So I have to dance around (laughs) my little, like, uh, uh, idiosyncrasies. It's a cool movie. Um, Yeah, very good movie. And this is is the one I was talking about earlier where Felicity Jones, maybe she picked a good one this time. Because it's Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne, which I didn't like The Theory of Everything, but the best parts for me of The Theory of Everything are the romantic first act parts right. of them like courting and and here they're just trapped up in a boat. balloon so. and here it's just in a hot balloon, air <laughs> balloon. <laughs> uh, yeah and um, <laughs> on a balloon
3: in a balloon I don't know they're in a the basket New York yeah. that's... so they're,
1: they're neither in or on the balloon right they're in the basket yeah um, it was a creative decision but the two popes they're also in a balloon <laughs> the whole
4: time
1: <laughs> um, but, but this is also a big uh, IMAX movie so not
3: Anymore, why really? do oh, you right? have so, all
1: this info that because me out? Because
3: I work for <laughs> no, a Why database. can't you have
1: better info that I like? Not the rhythm well, sections moving. This is not an IMAX. One.
3: Okay, in fairness, I have said several things that you're like, Oh, I didn't know that I was coming oh, yeah. out. Cool.
1: Perfect is like one of my top five. Exactly, books <laughs> year now.
3: you're welcome. Anyway, um, the weird thing about the aeronauts that I just learned is that. So the guy in it is, it's a, a real guy who really like, did that mission, but then her character is made up. They made her up. He went on that mission with another guy, and they just replaced her in this movie with a fictional woman. And what's really weird is that Oprah if—
1: Oprah should make this guy apologize. Make Oprah apologize for <laughs> duping us.
3: What's really weird is that I looked into it more, and like at that same time, there was a married couple— that were also hot air balloonists so if you really wanted to make a true story movie about a couple who were hot air balloonists you could have just made it about them
2: maybe they didn't do anything cool though they just like had the dumb balloon that only went up like a few feet
3: no like one of the women like died in an explosion and it was like I I was
1: just I want a happy
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay well you might get one here I guess
1: don't uh, yeah <laughs> so but why is it and there's no longer an IMAX thing no well longer? so what's
3: happening is this is another Amazon release and Amazon is starting to experiment with shortening their theatrical windows so this I've one they're going to put on Prime much sooner and I think the I I IMAX release might that. be a casualty of that it's not for sure but I it looks like it's
1: gonna go that's a shame yeah what else you got on the sixth
3: on the sixth we have Playmobil the movie limping into theaters many years after Lego which seems appropriate um there's also a sequel to the movie The Boy Called Brown's The Boy 2. I don't I don't okay. get it. Um there's also, it's funny that this came up organically earlier. There's the movie adaptation of A Million Little Pieces.
2: Yeah. But it's gonna be a documentary, only it won't be. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's
3: it's just so strange that this movie is happening now because yeah. it's 13 years after. Not that the book came out, but after the book was revealed to be fabricated. And then it played Toronto last year. Nobody cared. And then some buyer was like, I guess we'll buy it. And now they're giving it a tiny release. So I don't know. Um, there's also In Fabric, the latest Peter Strickland movie. Maybe this will be the good one. <laughs>
1: Right,
2: I don't think I've seen any. I like Duke of Burgundy. There are both, Duke of Burgundy and Barbarian Sound Studio are both like, yeah, this is almost good. Okay. Duke of Burgundy sounded like it was on my alley. Right? But I didn't see. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I liked it. It's a riot. All right. Um, There's also Little Joe, which won Best Actress at Cannes for Emily Beecham. It kind of sounds like a more serious, less singy Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) So, it's basically, I guess I don't know for a fact that the plant eats people, but she just, like, is a scientist who, like, makes a plant, but then the plant is weird, so I don't know. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Sure. Moving on to the next week. Now, Julie, I was kind of looking at your, you and I have a difference of facts here. Uh Oh. Which is that I, because I have, you have December 13th. I have A Hidden Life as a Wednesday, December 11th
2: release. I, 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 I've seen the 13th everywhere. Yeah. I'm signed with Julie.
3: It's okay. it's that week. I think we can agree. Okay. It's that week. So we'll week. start with
2: the hidden life. Yes. Uh,
1: Terrence Malick's new movie.
3: Yeah, looks it, good. It's a yeah. true story about a conscientious objector in World War II. Yeah. In Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it looks it looks great. My
2: only concern is that he could be too straightforward a character of like sticking to his guns, not going to falter from that, and just like Malick's protagonists are usually so much more tangled and conflicted mm-hmm. than that. So I I hope it's not as straightforward as that, I guess.
1: Well, this is what I'm saying. Trust in the director more than well, yeah, the premise. I, I know. I obviously love Terrence Malick. I think it's probably going to be good.
2: I think it'll be good. Well, it, I mean... It, there, I'm just saying. <laughs> there are reviews. Like, it played Cannes and no, got no. a pretty good but, reception. Uh, so. But all these people said it's the return of Terrence Malick, and those people can stuff
1: themselves. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree with that, because <laughs> uh, I like his movies. Although I didn't see... Night of Cups. Night of Cups. I didn't see Night of Cups. That one's the weakest. But Song to Song, one of his best. Song to Song is good. Um, I enjoyed the experience of watching To the Wonder. Yeah.
2: And uh, that uh, Voyage of Time documentary, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was cool. All
1: right. um, But to me, if there's a movie coming out this fall that I feel 100% certain that I'm going to like... It's Uncut Gems. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, the new Safety Brothers uh, movie uh, starring Adam Sandler.
3: Adam Sandler giving a to shit Respectability.
1: Again. Not, tr- not really, because Pirates really. was yeah. just two yeah. years ago or whatever. Uh, Apparently,
3: it but. was going to be Jonah Hill in this movie originally.
2: Okay. Upgrade. That's what I'm saying. I, I like I like them both. It's also, but just say it, it is huge when,
3: age difference. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. The
2: thing that's weird <laughs> to me. Is that's not a all
3: Jews are the same to them? I guess. I, I guess. Don't know.
2: It's also got uh, Lakeith Stanfield in it, though, yep. which is very and cool. Eric Bogosian
3: and Idina Menzel.
2: Yeah, and Judd Hirsch and Judd yeah. Hirsch and playing it, a character named Gooey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I believe uh, I'm just saying this from memory, so maybe I could be wrong, um, and I don't know entirely how to say it. One of Trick's Point Never, who did the music, yeah. for, mm-hmm. good time. for
2: Good Time is returning to do the yeah. music for this. Uh, so. Not returning is cinematographer Sean Price-Williams, but being replaced by Darius Kanji, who is no Ooh. step down at yeah, all. that's good. Indeed. Also on the 13th, Jumanji The Next Level?
3: Listen. Comes out? I saw the first Jumanji on a
1: plane. Kind of <laughs> I loved it.
3: I saw it on a plane, and it is a perfect plane movie. So I look forward to watching this one on a plane someday. Sure. You know? um,
1: and then, man, this is a big week for me, because another movie that I am uh, really looking forward to is the second remake of Black Christmas Um, (laughs) because Black Christmas is one of my favorite horror movies of all time the original one Mm -hmm. I never saw the 2006 one um people don't seem to think very highly of it but now you've got a new one uh, with Imogen Poots which is always good yeah. directed by Sophia
2: Takal who made uh, oh yeah. now I'm into it made Always Shine which I liked a couple always years Shine back Always Shine wasn't good but uh, <laughs> Green her debut was amazing and uh, she did one of those Sorry, you must have been shaking your leg I was shaking my leg
1: <laughs> because Julie like put her hand on your arm but for a second I thought Julie was saying like hey go easy on David <laughs> he liked I Always Shine let him like ne- Always Shine do <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, all right. Don't you worry. She also did one of those... You were uh, downgraded from all the
2: praise that I said <laughs> about the, at the beginning of the episode. She did one of those Blumhouse Hulu movies that they did like one every month last year. Hmm. Uh, she did a, one about New Year's Eve that was really cool. Uh, so, uh, big fans of Defeat to Cal. All right, and Always Shine is good. All right.
1: Um, uh, what else do you have, Julie, um, Just on that one
3: other thing. December's pretty, like, it's going to fill up a lot Ramp more, I suspect, but there's right not much right now. But on December 13th, there's Cunningham, which is a 3D immersive documentary about the choreographer, Merce Cunningham. Cool. Not the first 3D immersive documentary about sure. the choreographer. But
2: the last one was good.
3: Because that was Pina, Pina. Okay. in yeah, 2011. Um, so, yeah, doing it again.
1: All right. So moving on to the 20th. You've got uh, the J. Ro- Roach movie, which I guess is not called Fair and Balanced?
3: Uh, not anymore. It's called Bombshell now.
1: Oh, right. I oh still that, can't believe
3: know. this is coming out in theaters. Why? Because Everything? all
1: the other ones that he's done like <laughs> yeah. this, like it, recount. It's like an HBO movie, right? Yeah. Well, uh,
3: Showtime got the loudest voice, so there already was true. this uh, Roger Ailes thing yeah, on the, TV.
1: J. Roach did recount, and he did, what was the other one? Uh, uh, about Sarah Palin. Ah, um, uh,
2: shit. What the hell is that movie called? Oh, yeah. Um...
3: It wasn't just about Sarah Palin, it was no, like the was whole about election. Game well, change. Game, change, change, game so. change. Well the
2: book it's based on was about the
1: whole election, but oh, okay. this very much focused, focused in on, on the oh, okay. choice. Yeah. The choice to select Sarah Palin as the running mate and how that I guess his last movie Dead. did come yeah. out in theaters Trumbo, but it yeah. felt like it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. But is this one written by Danny Strong? Like like recount and game change work? No, I don't London.
3: think so.
2: Charles Randolph. Hmm.
3: Oh, who wrote the big short?
2: He sounds like he existed a hundred years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I think he maybe yeah, wrote, he wrote a cover he wrote the big, that big short. short.
2: All right, and yeah. love another drug, but it's
3: about like the whole Roger Ailes scandal, it's all about cast. sexual harassment. Yeah, it's Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, John Lithgow, Margot Robbie. Um, that's just who I can think of off the top of my head. It is a little weird, though. First of all, they did something to Charlize Theron's face to make her look like Megyn Kelly, and I can't figure it out. And it's driving me it's,
0: crazy. It's, Nuts, like, <laughs> I think it's at
3: least fake nose and colored contacts. That was as far as I could get, okay. But it's Some freaking hair. me out. Some, well, yeah, but that not did something like, too. That's a wig,
0: it's almost like a digital thing. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's, it, she looks so close, but then it's
3: also a little weird because I think when this movie first was in development because it's been in development for kind of a while, the whole Megyn Kelly blackface thing hadn't happened yet. Hadn't it? Or maybe, I don't know. I feel like it
2: had, and we just were overlooking it, and then she got the NBC show, and then we all just decided, we all remembered how much we hate her.
3: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, she's a complicated protagonist, given her whole deal. Yeah, but if they
2: make it that complicated, like, it could be really good. My fear is that they'll make her too much of, like, the protagonist victim, kind of, like, just purely our entry point to the story. Yeah. But if they make her as complicated and weird and fucked up as Millie and Kelly is... Be a good movie. Yeah,
3: I mean, we should say like no one deserves to be the victim of sexual harassment. Like Obviously. she's clearly a victim in that but, circumstance. Yeah,
2: but you can be a victim and still a morally reprehensible person. Sure. Mm. I don't know. I'm not that. Uh, I saw recount and game change, and I'm, I'm not very hopeful. Not but but very excited. I'm trying to um, talk myself up to it.
1: These next two, I'm going to lump together so I can make a little joke. All right. Um, you got Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker and Cats. Which is perfect counter-programming, because everyone wants to see Star Wars, and no one wants to see cats. <laughs> um, you thought are, I thought I a joke when I made this list days ago.
3: You are forgetting one demographic who wants to see cats is Taylor Swift fans.
2: Oh, That's yeah. That's true.
3: Taylor Swift fans are losing their goddamn minds for cats.
2: Can't wait to see her as a sexy cat.
3: Guys, I'm very scared of cats. The, I saw the trailer, and I was like upset for like hours. You've seen the trailer, right? No. Yes. Yes. You you must.
2: You really must. It's Even as someone who doesn't watch trailers, I,
3: I literally yeah. sat there slack-jawed. I just was in absolute disbelief. I'm actually
2: more into it than I was before when I thought it was just a boring Tom Hooper movie. Okay. Like, it at least doesn't look boring.
3: See, I think it's going to be the new The Room, honestly. I think it's so insane. So for those who haven't seen the trailer, basically what they did is they, like, made the people into, like, cat-human hybrids digitally.
0: It's real Dr. Moreau shit. So,
3: like, their actual face is human, but then they made, like, digital cat ears and half-cat bodies.
0: And they put, like, fur Fur, over their fur.
3: And then, like, but the anatomy's weird. Like, the tails are coming out of their butts. Yeah. Like, the tails are coming from between their butt cheeks. (laughs) It's so weird. And then, like, the scale, too, because... The cats are supposed to be real cat size. So you see them like, you see like the Taylor Swift cat, like sitting on a giant chair. Yeah. And it's just, I thought I was on drugs. I was like, I don't think I'm on drugs. Am I on drugs?
0: Okay. It's like, uh, what was that Lily Tomlin character? Uh, Edith Ann. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. And I just, I feel like it's maybe going to be like a big, like stoner movie. Yeah, like people go see it. Hi, I just I can't. I'm not head a stoner,
2: it. but I like stoner movies. So
0: yeah, sounds at my alley. Yeah, David, you need to watch the trailer, but not for the reason that people watch trailers. Right. Like, oh, okay. You just need to experience. Yeah. I, think that, I want to say that trailer
1: landed during Comic Con when I already not really paying attention to. I can't anything remember Comic con, 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 but I think that's. Uh, I think I like emerged from Comic Con and everyone <laughs> was my like, office I kind of like, couldn't
3: <laughs> work for an hour. It's all we could talk about. It's it's gonna be something.
2: Uh, And then also, yeah, there's a Star War. There's a Star War. But, like, I'm excited for the Star War. Really? I liked the last two.
3: And this is a a JJ
0: one? Yeah.
2: Back to JJ. Yeah. On board. I'm interested to see how, you know, what he does with it. I really like all the new characters. The old characters keep dying off, so there can only be more time with the new characters. Ah, but they're bringing in an old character and and, in
0: doing so, like, super... That's true. Like, really pandering in a way that I'm not thrilled Who? about but still curious about Lando
2: Palpatine oh and Lando what yeah both oh I didn't know about Palpatine oh, yeah. yeah oops uh, wait <laughs> is sure that a spoiler huh? I'm sure I'll hear about it really, before no, they they've, they've out. really been playing that up um, um, but anyway I like anyway I like the last two I like the new characters I like the, the last one well, we're talking about the, last, the real uh, Star Wars movies yeah
1: because I like Solo too yeah uh, so did I but the real ones here's how I would rank All right. Disney Star Wars movies alright Number one, Last Jedi. Right. Number two, Rogue One. No. (laughs) Then Solo. No. Then Force Awakens. No.
2: (laughs) I go... See, Force Awakens is almost better than Last Jedi to me. Uh, It feels... I don't know. This is partially because I prefer a new Hope to Empire Strikes Back, but I like the optimism. It's... But there's definitely more fun but I I
0: think I prefer Last Jedi I think Last Jedi is doing a lot more interesting stuff uh, and more visually interesting stuff yeah that's I'm
1: just that that J.J. Abrams style um, that's almost defined by a lack of style it's too uh, gooey it's too loose gooey yeah played by Judd Hirsch (laughs) everything just kind of
2: feels like
3: I guess I could also say I think it's a pretty uh, sharp sharp eye that like I'm hardly a Star Wars scholar. I only saw them as an adult. But, like, the first JJ one, it felt a little imitative of the original ones. And I feel like Last Jedi was more of its own thing.
0: Yeah, which is exactly why Star Wars fans hated it. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah, I feel like I overrated Force Awakens at first because I was so glad that it didn't suck. And then they made a bunch of movies that I think are better, and now in my mind, Force Awakens is... Uh,
2: I don't know It's B minus it It's does. actually very rewatchable It's a lot of fun Okay uh, But at any rate Colin Trevorrow is not directing this So a small part of me Will like it no matter what Just knowing what could have been Even if it's Because he garbage. like
3: Started working on it yeah. Right And got
2: He sh- wanted to shoot parts of it In space
3: which is like like, cool. like real space Like
2: real space should have done that. is Wait, he is that,
3: crazy That's is, where
2: no one can hear you scream right <laughs> He definitely seems like Disproportionately uh, Sure of himself
3: and I mean, was Disney like, listen, we're Disney, but come
2: on. Yeah. Well, then he makes the book of Henry. People are like, oh, no. Yeah. All yeah. right. Moving on to Christmas Day, or do you have more?
3: Uh, nope, that's it.
1: You have another one for t- to the twentieth? Christmas okay, moving Day, on to Christmas
3: aka Day. Little, Women Day. little Women Day. Yes, yes!
1: that's Coming off more Little Women year.
3: Put it in my veins. One I'm one of so one more excited.
1: Ex- yeah, we're definitely one of the more uh, highly more highly anticipated movies for me. Yeah, for uh, sure. right below Earthquake Bird at
4: this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, they
3: just kept announcing the cast, and was like, it just keeps getting better. Yeah, I yeah yeah. Greta yep. Gerwig directing again. We actually saw the 90s one for the first time earlier this year. Yeah. Um, and, like, the story is just timeless, and it's, like, the characters are great, and...
1: But we'll live up to last year's uh, <laughs> Pure Flix version oh, right. of Little that Women. That
3: remains to be seen. There's a
1: Pure version of Little yeah. Women Yeah. Set, yeah. Modern, I, set in the modern day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I talked...
3: We talked about it last Larry year Thompson's on the preview, event. and I was That's like, right. this is not to be confused. Not the one you want to see. This <laughs> is not the one you want
1: um, also coming out on Christmas Day is Just Mercy, which is a new movie from Daniel Destin Critten. Did I get that right? Yeah, who directed, uh, directed Short Term 12. 12, which I didn't care for.
2: That's yep. right. Eh, who needs ya?
3: yeah <laughs> we we liked
1: it but yeah.
3: the only the thing I don't like and this is gonna get me a lot more hate so don't worry I'll pull focus from you is that I don't like Michael B Jordan guys I don't oh. I don't That's,
1: that's this has
3: made me an enemy of so many people especially especially women charming. why do you he's hate him not. so much I hate him because he's to me he always seems like he's trying so hard to be cool it's always like just like me but I don't think that's what the characters he's playing are doing it feels like that's what he's doing and I, I, I'm not that's into it. It's
1: funny because that's the exact reason that I don't like Miles Teller.
3: Yeah, uh, I think. we... Yeah,
1: I don't feel that way about Mick Lee Jordan. I like him a lot.
3: I know this is this is my own he's island. Hugh like
1: McGregor. He's
0: very charming.
3: He's, I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I
0: think we. I I think he's played characters that are. Confident and sure of them uh, of themselves so far, at least in like the higher profile films. But even something like Fruitvale Station, like it's a more grounded, realistic character. But I wouldn't describe him as cool, uh, and maybe not even sure of himself, but just kind of maybe aloof, which is sort of another way of looking at uh, cool people. Um, so I, I think he's I think he's done what the characters require and done it quite well i'm interested to see what will happen when he needs to play like a and maybe it won't happen for a while because like he's young good looking in good shape and so not to imply that being able to shed your charm is a uh, in is indicative of a good actor because obviously like you know Cary grant um But uh, but I'm interested to see the types of roles that he takes in the future, because I think right now I think he's made good choices and I think he's done well with them. But I don't think he's taken a whole lot of risks, Um, which is which is fine. Um, But yeah, it's he's he doesn't necessarily get me to see a movie, but him being in a movie is usually like, oh, neat.
3: Yeah, I mean this. This does have a good cast. It has Brie Larson, Jamie Foxx, has some other good names too. Um, It's a true story of a lawyer trying to free a convicted murderer from death row. So, admittedly, I don't know what role he plays in this. Um, He might be the lawyer. I guess not sure. He's the lawyer,
0: and Brie Larson's on death row.
3: Um, sure, (laughs) but uh, we'll see. Why
0: is that funny? (laughs) Right. Well, I'm I'm making a joke about the way Hollywood works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. All right. Sam Mendes, 1917, starring Benedict Cumberbatch,
2: Sam among Mendes. others.
4: <laughs>
1: among others, Sam
2: Mendes once again trying to uh, ape Christopher Nolan, but I think it could be good. Wait, when did let's all let's all watch. Skyfall. What's oh, what's I the other one?
0: That. What? What's what's, uh, what's uh, oh, What's Roland Emmerich's Midway. Uh, Midway? Midway. Let's all watch Midway in the 1917, and then marvel at how uh, apparently amazing Christopher Nolan is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Wants it is to be kind him. of
3: interesting that it's a World War One movie. You don't see a lot of those.
0: I yeah. did have that thought. It's. And yeah. I feel like it's something that. Think about it. Like, uh, and maybe because you know it's been a hundred years now. Sure. But Wonder Woman. Uh, what is it? They shall not. Well, they shall not grow old. Mm-hmm. And now it's like there definitely seems to be kind of a turn towards that. There was which also I think this I'm, isn't what you're talking about, but both Tolkien and Goodbye Christopher Robin had World sure. War
1: One sequences in sure them. Um,
0: Was War Horse World War One? I, uh,
1: I, I think believe so. so. Yeah. Okay. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, I think War it's, Horse is very old.
0: I think so it's so because
1: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> we barely <laughs> even knew who Tom Hiddleston was. That's, that's true. true. Now, uh, when, when War Horse came out, I All think
3: right. it's because like night. Uh, World War I doesn't have, like, the same kind of, like, epic all-American heroism of World right. War II. Like, Nor it was just it a lot the, of people dying in trenches, yeah. and, and it was just awful. also doesn't have
0: the obvious villains. Right, right. You know? right. Um, like, World War II comes along, and we're just, like, it's like, this thing writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I do think, like, not to reduce real-life tragedy to just movie terms, but World War I can be really cinematic. Yeah. Uh, you know, can. those trenches are uh, pretty rough. Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Also on Christmas Day, Spies in Disguise. (laughs) What is that?
3: It's about a, it's an animated animated. movie about a spy that gets turned into a pigeon.
4: What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh,
1: I would say it's the animated movie that we've talked about tonight that I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> I would well, say word
0: has the most tepid uh, praise Oh, this thing. That's right. <laughs> I saw a trailer for this. Okay. I would say it's the animated movie we need right now. <laughs>
3: Rachel Brosnahan's doing a voice and I hope she's just playing Mrs. Maisel that would be
1: definitely doing stand up as a pigeon what else do you have on Christmas
3: Um, we have unless it's been moved I don't think so Super Intelligence which is a new Melissa McCarthy movie which is kind of surprising that it's a Christmas Day release it's just like a comedy about like an AI robot Um,
2: does she play the robot
3: I don't think
0: so. Yeah,
2: that'd be interesting.
3: Yeah. I'm always rooting for her, but I feel like she makes so many bad movies, and it breaks my heart.
0: Yeah. Because she's the, so funny. The the good ones that she's made are, like, enough to carry me through. Yeah. That, and then when, like, it's like, oh, I'm not interested in it. I, I saw Life of the Party. It's like, this was terrible. You know what? I'm going to go watch some SNL, some SNL sketches she yeah. there, to remind myself why I love her so much. Oh, uh, James Corden voices the robot. Oh but also Brian so it's going to be kind of cloying I guess
1: what movie were we talking about again Superintelligence.
0: okay oh I, shit I, I, was I was back to 1917 I had
1: t- tuned out to look at the next thing that I was going to talk about and I tuned back in to James Corden voices of <laughs> the robot and like, in
4: 1917
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, also Brian Tyree Henry is in it and apparently he and Melissa McCarthy became like best friends while making it which is why they did that bit at the Oscars yeah, okay where they um, like came out in wacky costumes I don't oh, know if you great. remember that that's that was great. a good time yeah
0: Uh, Michael Beach is in this film and he's an actor that I've liked for a long time he was in uh, he was in One False Move okay
1: Uh, directed by Carl Franklin that's correct who did the back half of Mindhunter
0: that's right which I haven't finished yet I have one left yeah Uh, David Fincher Andrew Dominic, and Carl Franklin like that that's that's a solid season good trio although it is a weird like one of these like
1: Carl Franklin is kind of a left turn from yeah. <laughs> uh, David Fincher and Andrew Dominic but it's a good uh, good good stuff he did we're way off track the episode is long enough do we have anything else on t- December uh, 25th
3: Christmas uh, no I have one more thing that's two days later I don't know yes if we're is talking, that, that that's clemency it is
1: return to respectability for Alfre Woodard clemency <laughs> that's the yes. thing I was looking up uh, yes. I'm a big
2: Alfre Woodard fan I was gonna yeah. say yeah. I think she's been holding pretty strong I don't know she if she's was in, in like a... Marvel movies
1: yeah
3: well <laughs> Who what is are this? we holding that against Come people on. now
2: But wait, no, there will be no actors
3: left
0: she was in uh, Luke Cage, right? But she was also in Civil War. Yeah.
1: I didn't see either. I'm just looking at IMDb right now. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. No, she's in Luke Cage, She is right? in Luke Cage. Okay, yeah. Yeah. all right. But I'm saying she's also I'm in interesting. Civil but War.
3: this was a big...
1: Has two different characters. Two different characters, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: This was a big hit at Sundance. I don't know if you caught it there.
1: No, you know? I did not. I not
3: um, it. But it, she plays a prison warden who's, like, conflicted and in has inner turmoil. So
1: Sweet. Do you have anything else TBD?
3: Um, no.
1: I I have one, but the fact that I didn't have it here makes me think, because you always know more than I do. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So is Seabird not coming out this year?
3: Well, okay, so this is... The thing I was sticking to is like things that either have dates or the distributor has made it explicitly clear that they are going to release it this year. Okay. And for me, that fit neither criteria. Because does it, what distributor do you even have it as?
1: Oh, I didn't look up uh, that. I did earlier. Um,
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. It's playing
3: festivals.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Playing at. Toronto or Telluride or fantasy yeah. or whatever that doesn't necessarily have a distributor or they don't know how well it's going to go over. So they haven't committed to doing an yeah. award season thing.
3: Cause okay. that one, I'm not even sure if it got bought yet.
2: I see. I'm checking. No, well, distributed by Amazon studios.
3: Oh, right. That's right. But yeah, I don't think it's dated and it right. might not be this
2: year. So depends on how well yeah. it goes over. I They're, hope it goes over well because it's Gene Siebert rocks and Kristen Stewart rocks. Oh, it's yeah. another Mar- Margaret Quala movie. Mar- yeah. Yeah,
1: Mar- uh, Steven Rude's as he beats, um, uh, in this house we stand, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Mackie.
0: Well, you're uh, speaking Meaney. for me now, and this is my house. <laughs> um, yeah. But sorry. this is
3: what I was saying is like after the festivals, there are going to be a lot more dates. So already apologies in advance for stuff we didn't.
1: Yeah. We didn't get. Well, like I said, the episode's long enough. Sure. Let's wrap up. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. Yeah, yeah. we um, love to be here. I was so excited to have you guys on, and then Scott was mean to me. and like, <laughs> <laughs> Julie didn't come to my defense. Mocked the idea that she would come to my the defense. The very concept of defending um, you. I don't know what you <laughs> Uh And. You can find us at BattleshipPretension.com Hopefully over the next few months we'll be seeing reviews Of lots of these movies including some of them From TIFF uh, over the next week or so uh, That's at BattleshipPretension.com You can email us at David at BattleshipPretension.com Or Tyler at BattleshipPretension.com You can follow me David on Twitter at Davey Pretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at TylerPretention. Anything to plug knowing that this is Coming
0: out in two weeks uh, A note to any Scottish listeners We might have I am in Scotland right now So if you want to get coffee let me know where can people find
2: you Should they want to Or should you want them to uh, uh, on you I'm on Twitter At Rail of Tomorrow Regularly standing For Kirsten Dunst The new show On Showtime Very good uh, At Criterion Cast Where we just did an episode On The Heiress Which is awesome uh, The movie cool. The episode Judge for yourself Listen okay. uh, And then on BattleshipPretension.com Here and there
3: and I am the editor for the American Cinematech blog. I remembered to plug it this time. Nice. Uh, movies on the big screen, dot Scott writes for it sometimes. Um, but there's like recaps of people who came and did Q&As. There's stuff about upcoming films. Check it out. If there's any typos, don't at me. Okay.
1: All right. Um, thank you guys for being here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get All, you next time. Always shine was good. <laughs>